to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody. This is Christopher Ryan hosting for the Speakeasy Cafe while Nyla continues her final week of her vacation. And I just want to throw it out there. Number to call is going to be 646-595-3965. As always, I do want to start off the show just thanking our sponsors who helped cover a portion of the 2023 broadcasting license. And they would be Annabelle Ashire, Anthony Arnold, Dave Kuhn, Debbie Kelly, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Jade Mist, Jessica Brook, Karen Dwight, Sin Riley, Krissa Jopek, Chris's dog, T.S. Elliott, Lori Bindner, Lynn Perkins, Martha Shefsick, Michael Emerald, Missy and Jimmy Ray Davis, Pineapple the 16th, Rebel Jones, Rich Hathaway, Robert and May Ryan, Terry Galloway, Timothy Melton. And I just wanted to thank those who did make anonymous donations in the memory of some of our poets that have passed. Melvin Douglas Johnson, Ray Neighbors, Rick Smith II, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, Kings Cadence, Cadence, Deep Enough, and Joe the Poet. So, I know Nyla would be very upset if I did not include homework assignments for you all. I do have a list of 12 writing prompts for you. Let's see, where did I put those things? Here we go. Number one, I might just snap. Number two, freedom isn't free. Number three, so how did that work out for you? Number four, gonna fight you anymore. Number five, decadence decays decency. Number six, I don't say this very often, Number seven, wilting on the vine. Number eight, I've lost the battle and won the war. Number nine, why is nobody helping? Number 10, only dead fish stay with the stream. Number 11, what Nyla did on her vacation. And number 12, my conversation over coffee with blank. All right. I do want to encourage you all to post poems about a place on Nyo's Facebook page in order to be entered into the June drawing. And with that, I'm going to start off the show with a recording from our very own Michael Todd. This is In the Hush, In the Rush, We Push, Wind Blow. 
In the Hush, In the Rush We Push. Written by Dale Winslow, 2023. In the hush, in the rush we push. The quiet inside your head becomes the drive and draw. A hidden rhythm that has you in a wide groove. Pulling apart night till between places break as morning not bright day, rather before dawn gray. Sun hesitant, bleeding deep ambers. Nothing you have amounts to much. You move under the blankets, uncomfortable in spatial awareness, minimalistic moments, fluttering moths caught in a weak flame, the slide, shift, Roll and hustle, catch your feet, taking you to same places, same faces, same dances, same glances. Predicament of predicated continuum. You stare at your hands, lace, unlace, lace, unlace, clinch, unclinch, make two fists, push them against tired eyes. Advise, revise, surmise. Hit it again. Replay the day skips. Have you even left the night? Water rolls down your face, chest, belly, legs. Your feet are wonderlands away. This one makes you larger. This one makes you small. This one makes you numb and unaware of it all. Do nothing. Hush. Hush. No, reader, this isn't about me. No, listener, this isn't my white noise heart. No, watcher, this isn't first-person play. Hush. 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 Sonic shorelines tremble through your bones. Footfalls and fingertips on fire. Everything is burning. Everything is the same. Everything is your self-actuated game. Maslow's been pushed under the table and there makes cryptic notes on your progress. Deficiency, decadence, deprivation, desire, questionable hierarchy, outlier progression, broken time, reigning ones and zeros on it all. comes next is going to be you guys. The number to call in once more is 646-595-3965. Now, I did get a request to repeat some of the prompts, so I'm going to run through that again. Number one, I might just snap. 
Number two, freedom isn't free. So how did that work out for you? Number four, I'm not going to fight you anymore. Number five, decadence decays decency. Number six, I don't say this very often. (laughs) Number seven, wilting on the vine. Number eight, I've lost the battle and won the war. Number nine, why is nobody helping? Number 10, only dead fish stay with the stream. Number 11, what Nyla did on her vacation. Number 12, my conversation over coffee with blank. All right, so I just wanted to let you all know that we do take callers in the order that you call in, so please listen for your area code. Uh, Make sure that you introduce yourself. Right now, you can read one to two poems, and please be sure to give your URL, let people know where they can find you, give you some feedback, give you some love. Just as a reminder, I do have to throw it out there. The show does have a mature rating. That means just about everything can go except for hardcore erotica. No bumping body parts, no tab A in the slot B type of stuff. So I will let you all know that right now we have area code 503 not in the lineup. And the first three callers in order are going to be area code 731, 216, and 573. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on the first caller. Area code 731, you are on the air. Hi, Michael Todd calling from West Tennessee. I feel like I'm having a deja vu moment. How's it going, Mr. Michael Todd? Outstanding as always, sir. Thank you so much for filling in once again. I I do appreciate it more than I can tell you. Uh, Last week... It is my pleasure to be here. Last week you did the the pre-recorded deal, so so I'm going to do what I was going to do last week, but it's very dated. Very dated because it had to do with my birthday. My birthday was the previous week. But I wrote a poem for my birthday... I wrote a birthday on my phone for four years earlier, so what difference does it make? At the time I wrote it, I was I turned 63, but now I'm 67. So my time flies how you're having fun. Anyway, that is very true. Well, happy belated birthday to you. Thanks, brother. Thank you. I'm just constantly going through every writing thing I have, especially on Thursdays, and trying to find anything that interests me and print it off. And make a big stack of them so that way when I expire, my kids can take them and publish them and get rich. You know, the thing, boy, sure wish we appreciated him when he was alive. <sighs> anyway. Okay. This is what, this is, uh, 
This is called Mike Composes His Birthday Dirge for 2019. My kids did it upright for me, Father's Day. As a result, there's no fuel left in the tank, no room left on the docket for birthday play. So like I said, this holiday is but a blank. The grands are committed to Yuma VBS. Wife is busy serving snacks for the occasion. Where my brother is, is anybody's guess. He may or may not be done with the hunting duration. My lunch pals in Music City to see sights. My partner's across the tracks, laying low. Jay's lost his lease. He's bumming nights. John D. got his walking papers. Had to go. As for me, I'm working the asphalt fields, counting counterclockwise from 12 to 4, bidding figure eights and making good deals, hoping we part on good terms and even score. From being Mikey to a Gramps is such a rush. They say time flies when you're having fun. Perhaps Bradbury might share easel and bus to paint me back in strokes from 63 to 1. The number one song when I arrived was Gogi Grant singing The Way We'll Win in Fashion Fine. I would like to claim an Elvis, but I can't. I always wish some Memphis would be mine. For those who don't know me, might think me down in the dumps, wielding doom and gloom. Folks who've been around to hear and see know I'm the happiest person in the room. So a happy birthday to me, if I may impart. Send a wink and a nod if it suits your mood. It only lasts for a day until time to depart. So let's get to it while the getting is good. End of poem. Oh, man. I think that is a bit of a treat. It's not too often that we hear stuff directly from you. So I think in light of that special occasion, I'm going to let Area Code 503 comment on this. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, my beloved sweet darling, Firefly Man Michael Todd. Happy birthday to you. Wow. I had no idea I was going to hear from you. What are you doing? Are you in the studio? No, I am parked alongside the road in the middle of Wyoming. Really? I, I I drove the tallest hill I could find, so I had uh, cell reception. <laughs> well, that's just fantastic. I'm really glad to hear you. I you miss guys. you guys. Well, we miss you too. A bunch. Aww. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna read one more thing. Since she's here, I'm gonna read. Okay. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read one of her poems. Okay. Okay. All right. This is, he called this, Michael saw a firefly last night and it made me wish I was. That's an episodic poem existing inside a perfect moment. I wish I was sitting there beside you on that porch swing with a thin cotton quilt that isn't needed but vital to the script. Maybe there's some chai tea in a chip china cup resting on a mismatched saucer. I wish I was sitting there holding out breath hostage because it's as if the act of a single blink might frighten away the moment, unmoving, sitting static in the static hum of a frozen instant, perched like a tiny bird on the most delicate whisper-thin branch on the other side of this magical veil we somehow slipped through. Or were we invited? 
maybe the porch swing visit was really an invitation. Did I ever tell you I think fireflies are magic? Fireflies are much more than just fireflies. The world's an altogether different place for people who understand this. I wish I was sitting there inside Rip Van Winkle's timepiece, waiting, waiting, waiting to see a second flicker, then a third, a fourth, another, that's the fifth, till suddenly the still-life painting in which we find ourselves bound melts to a puddle, a puddle that shatters glass light through the darkness. In this beautiful, magnificent lawlessness, the deeply dark, darkly shadowed horizon of your backyard comes alive in resplendent monochromacy dance of the flickering chaos. I wish I was sitting there as the crickets, frogs, and tiny things we have no name for echo in a strange harmony, the elation of wonder, mystery, and delight in my still, scarcely breathing. is so beautiful. You know, I cannot decide if I like the name Firefly or Lightning Bug better. Both the Lightning, both are great names. It's so hard to decide, but for now, in this telling, they shall be known as Fireflies because that's what you call them. I wish I was sitting there with you in that shimmering gloaming. It's a separating space between port swing and universe blurs, fade to move on beyond the dissolving rules of time and other insignificant things like, well, all the things, everything thought important that's really not, and then not get lost there in the sylvan ether of what is a Tennessee evening, even fall in early spring, drinking, drinking tea and counting stars, counting all the stars, starting with the one resting on the porch swing beside you. I wish I was there watching the moment of innocence as we follow him in wildly fervor, somewhere uncharted beyond the porch light and into the good night. Did I ever tell you I really like fireflies? I really like tea, and you too. Written by Nyla Alicia, May 7th, 2022. Aww. That wasn't even a poem. That was just an email. <laughs> well, it's a poem to me. As you can tell, I kind of keep it near me. I love that poem. I remember that. You sent me an email saying that a firefly was sitting beside you on the arm of a porch swing. And I just... And it, it was. I just went with it. <laughs> well, and here we are. Here we are. Right, Thank you for reading that. I love that. Thank you for inspiring that poem. I like that poem a lot. Great. Now, tell us what you're up to. What am I up to? Oh, I'm sunburnt. I'm covered in dust. I'm getting ready to jump into a reservoir. It's ice cold up in the mountains in Wyoming is what I'm up to. That's good. I'm having fun. It was so windy today. I cannot even tell you. I I will post a video on my page showing you how windy it was today. It was incredible. It was amazing. You know, I can't seriously. I cannot thank you guys. I and everybody. I wanted to say this. I can't thank you guys enough for because it it was a real hard decision for me to miss three weeks like this to be able to come out and do this adventure. And you guys supporting Christopher and coming on and reading and all that stuff means so much to me. I want to thank you guys 
all of you guys for for giving me this time because I really needed it. So thank you guys. Well, all right then. Well, looky here, it's time for me to step aside because there's a lot of other people not been here too long. Anybody wants to come see me, you can find me at MikeTodd.blogspot.com. And great to hear from you, Nyla. Thanks for your time this time, Christopher. Until next time, so long. <laughs> All right, Michael. Okay. So you snuck in out of nowhere. I did. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so, Are you at least staying out of trouble and being safe? I'm climbing a lot of mountains. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to abduct you for as long as I can, then, and I'm going to bring on our next caller. Okay. So, area code 216, you are on the air. I'm here. 216? Yes, can you hear me? I can indeed. Well, it's me, Mama Oladeji. Um, Mommy. Yes, I had a hissy fit, so Mommy is very upset. I'm so glad to hear you that I'm not upset anymore. I've been badgering people. I've been badgering people thinking, I don't know what kind of stuff is going on. Where's my Nyla? (laughs) So, yeah, so there you are. You sound good. Now I feel better. <laughs> this was taking its toll on me. I couldn't imagine what the heck. But the next did time, you get you, your, did you get your picture yeah, in the mail? That made it worse. That made it worse because it's like, why is she sending me this? Mother's Day is way over. She, I can't find uh-huh. her. I don't know where she went. I'm like, well, what the heck is going on? Is this like she's going on some kind of suicide mission and giving me something to remember her by? Her? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm like, I'm like, what the hell? If I, I was to ever to do that, I would come get you, and we would jump in a convertible, and we would tell <laughs> Louise our way across the country. I was thinking then, some of everything. I could not imagine why, after all these years, we had this picture, and I couldn't find you, couldn't hear from you, would answer me, and then come to find out. So Jimmy Ray said, well, she's somewhere in the desert or somewhere where she can't get signals. I said, Okay, so then next week I come back. I go, she's back now. Then I get this crazy somebody doing something, saying something. It didn't sound nothing like like it was live. It sounded it sounded recorded. I said, this sounds like yeah. oh. I said, this is oh, something ain't right. So they're trying to fool me again. So I call Jimmy Ray again. Like Jimmy Ray, I didn't have Christopher's number. That's the only reason he didn't get bugged. I was about to bug Noreen. So. I couldn't find you, and I'm just glad to hear your voice now, and uh, I can breathe again. So I will give you so, Christopher's number later, so you have it just in case. Okay, yeah. So sending me stuff like that, all sweet and nice, and pictures and cars, and I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> I was walking, I was walking through my living room, and I have that picture printed and in a frame, and it's on a table with all my family pictures because you are my mommy. And I know that. One of the things that I have been, I mean, I really, emotionally, I really needed this vacation. You know, losing my mama. That's okay. That's not a nice person. And I just need to get my shit together, you know. And then I walk through the room and I see this picture of my real mommy, which is you. And I thought, you know, 
That's why Mama everything was has so a good. picture of us. So I had to send you a picture of us so you could have one too. Thank you. Thank it was just everything was so confusing. I was putting the wrong uh, meaning to everything. It was like, what the heck is something suspicious? I was going crazy. I kept calling, I kept texting. <laughs> and it was like, I'm, something's not right. So I chalked it up to one or two things, which I've already told you one. The other one was like you had, you were sick and didn't want me to know. So mm-hmm. I didn't think of something good like what was going on. So, and you put dark places, Mama. I know, because it was so, you know, what? <laughs> you didn't tell me all this stuff that you believe in and all that. So, hey, I'm glad you're back. We don't need to forget about that. That, that chapter's closed. I, I love my picture. I love the beautiful card. And... um I'm glad that I, I could hear Christopher uh, taking in taking up for you. But I didn't know that was him last week, so I didn't even know what was going on. I know. He sat there and he said, Mama doesn't like me anymore. I saw her calling. She was on the board, and then all of a sudden she just hung up and left, and she didn't come back. She hates me. I said, she does not hate you. I said, she probably fell asleep, and her cheek, her cheek hung up the phone. I hate everybody back, right there. Like, where's my He was Milo? so sad, Mama. He was so sad. Really, seriously, he was like almost in tears on the phone crying. Who, who, who was there, it? There might have been some Christopher. sorrow. Oh, Christopher. Oh, Christopher last week. I know it was Tyler's voice. I didn't know what the heck was going on. I was like, not. I'm not sticking around for this. And then the, the fake uh, show with the that was two, ten years ago or something. I don't know what that was. I'm Probably like, ten years ago, yeah. <laughs> So I was not happy. So we're going to get off that subject. I'm going to read you a poem. I'm so happy that you're doing something positive. And my condolences over your um, birth mother. And um, I love you very much. And Christopher, I love you too. And you already know that. Even though I don't hear from you enough. So okay. we're going to find something happy to read. Let me find something happy to read. Is this happy? Okay. No, it's not happy, but it's a, it's kind of a rant. It's called Big Bad Word Addiction. Big bad word addiction. Any poet worth his salt would write history as he ought, not change the facts to what he thought. That causes reality to be distraught. Yet if he does, then he not ought. Don't take much to know that poetry and prose is what keeps me on my toes. My words are surely burly because I wake up early to rebuke and refute to make it plain about the lies they claim. The nerve judging us by saying of what we are deserving when their own interests they are serving. Won't catch me napping. I will be slapping big harsh words in the face of the disgraceful. Contesting without resting. No time to be playful. I get up early in the morning while they are sleeping. I am peeping out the plan before I write, I scribe before I take a bite. I post before I sip coffee, before I eat toast, I boast. I flex on this mess. Big harsh words are my addiction. Smarter than these government fools because I pay attention. Unapologetically, I speak it my way, saying what I mean and meaning what I say. As a grandmother, mother, and poet, I seek and find. Also, I express what is on my mind. I get a sudden urge, an electric surge, keeping me connected and protected. Of course, I'm plugged into the ultimate source. I wake up early. My words are burly, and they will surely rebuke and refute. 
as I am the poetess in pursuit of the truth. My predictions are not based on Donald's fiction. I have a God-given prescription for my addiction. So it's legal, like my words. My words are surely burly. Like I said, I wake up early to rebuke and refute. Don't take much to know that poetry and prose is also what keeps me and you on our toes. Thought you knew. In case you didn't, now you do. I am Mama Oladeke, the all-round queen. I said it already, going to say it again. Any poet worth his salt would write about history as he ought. Not alter the facts to what he thought that causes reality to be distraught. Yet, if he does, then he just ought not. Poem. Oh, man. Had to mute Nyla for a second there because she was doing something. The wind but, was blowing my papers off the dashboard. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> Mama, I don't know what it is about that, but that kind of just had that nice Mama Oladeji flair and wisdom to it, and that always makes me smile. I like the little so, uh, Trump digs you always do. The little what? The Trump dick. Trumpet. Oh, I always got it. Well, he no, got it. We, I just be glad when he goes away. I'm tired of writing about him, but I can't help write about him because he's always <laughs> got his face stuck in the dog on news. I know, right? So, <laughs> that's my political statement for the day. Well, I'm just glad to hear you. I can't barely understand what you're saying. The wind is blowing your your words the other way. And um, just wake up early and write and just still keep your writing going and write about history as you are and not about what you thought, but about the reality of what's really going on. I'm going to be burly whirly. <laughs> wake up early to your words and be surely burly, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. No, burly whirly, because there's lots of birds around here, and they're stuck to my shoelaces. Anyway, I'm happy now, so let me go while I'm still happy before I start thinking and get unhappy again. Are you, because I'm just Mama, are you going to read two? No, I'm not going to read two. I'll let them keep moving right along. Let them keep moving right along. I have all five right of my books right here, and um, I'm sure, you know, people are waiting to hear Nyla up per- close and personal. So let me share you with the rest of the people, because if not, they might mean mug me or something. All right. <laughs> they would not dare. They better not. Okay, Christmas. I know you got my back. <laughs> Thank you. I love you both. <laughs> bye bye. Bye, Mama. Oh man. Well, now I know this, I'm this not in terrible cool. trouble. She didn't. She didn't hang up on me on purpose. <laughs> I know you were so sad. Oh my gosh, it was so. Oh, I felt so bad. It's like no, no, she would not. If she knew it was you, she loves you. All righty. Next person I see in line is going to be area code five seven three. Five seven three, you are on the air. Christopher Ryan, neither still anybody's like. Use my mama freaking neck. What's going on, guys? Give me. <laughs> Send my darling hello. 
I'm sorry, I, I've been absent. Yes, I've been, been busy a couple of weeks, but I made it before you got off the air, Christian. Right, it's been a minute, brother. Good to hear you. <laughs> so we're I was aware. I just stopped in the air, you know. <laughs> How have you been doing, son? I, I I am evolving, developing. I am extending not only grins now, but I giggle as well. <laughs> Uh, I'm moving along, man. I'm moving along. You know, and I listen now. Uh, the bullshit poet is neither neither has dubbed me. <laughs> I call bullshit poets. So I'm doing pretty good. Get new names and into this thing. Uh, what do you bring? I said you you are the oh. I yeah I call bullshit poet. That's what you are. You're yeah, the I so call now. bullshit poet. Not the nah, Incarnate taint, bar prevail, 
Slick verbalizations of prophetic gyrations that twinkle nearby clues. Probably flagrant. You see my view and elocution as I have kissed to the rhyme and no better than what you strapped to feeble electro fields attempting persuasion. Such $10 words for a $5 mouth as you speak houses fading in the erosion of my concern for your low brick conniption. God damn fuckery again. Oh, I forgot. You never fucking learn lessons. Black forbidden. Was that in poem? Did I lose it? Nah, the Valkyrie breathing is in poem. That's in peace. Yeah, you had not with me for a minute. Oh, she knows that. The Valkyrie breathing is in peace. Uh, It's been a little while since I have posted one you have read, so yeah, that one's kind of slipped by me. That one definitely has that signature intensity of yours. Every single bit just kind of slaps you in the face and kind of forces you to pay attention. (laughs) Miss Nyla, are you there? You want to? I am here. What are your I thoughts? thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome. Finn is always amazing. Are you uh, gonna read two things? Yeah, I'm gonna do two. Now I am gonna push the line because you know we can do everything just stick to the slide A and slot B and I'm gonna do everything but that. Um this 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 <laughs> this is called I don't respect tools. Strap it on. I don't shoot deadly bricks, motherfucker. This ain't it. It's venom. You're induced through serpent tongue. Shoot, dumb fuck. I give a silhouette of care. And the encapsulation what I thought are worth. Your callous actions, not unrecognized in your demise. It's whacking the sermon. You fuck me sideways? <laughs> not the slightest cunt. Just to burn your slightest elocution. Fit on the prize of ill-flavored fuckery cakes. You're stupid, naive to inflictions on your pseudo-values. It's not rooted in value, so weightless. Your actions impact the loose refractions of a smile. No, grin. The conundrum that spends death and chasings unrelenting you. Dystopia, false pretense, and my affirmation to excuse for knowledge. You didn't know. But aspect, you stupid and concerned of trivial misreadings and to your unjust reason, fleeting death, I won't stain. So maybe one fucking day you are blind to the ring of projections, piece them up. Divinity is a felt situation. The apprehension you comfort in so pathetically blind to the gaping crotch. This horror, you fuck aimless penetrations, which fall flat because it sucks as women. You're fucking bad. No, no, profoundly. But in the depth of insurity, as it was conceived, you falter. Decency. That would see you just happy and flamboyant since the depths of human worth. You wither die and trouble color hysteria. Swinging suicidal lines of in the time. You're a fucking tool. And peace to my regret. <laughs> You're a fucking troll. I love it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You okay, Christopher? Yeah, I'm just trying to breathe. Nothing wrong. 
Not at all. Trent sounds like a diode. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not as bad as it was. <laughs> uh, I I just love how there is just this completely unapologetic, no frills, just kind of in your face. Yeah, I'm gonna call you on your bullshit kind of kind of flow to all of your work. And it just I don't know why, but it does just kinda of make me grin listening to all this because I can just imagine you kind of tearing into someone. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> oh, poor Christopher. I don't know what you're talking uh, about. Can you imagine what night of I imagine pink unicorns clouding them dancing, you know, dancing on top of theirs. But you're not crowd racing. People seem to think they are. <laughs> so you shoot them down with that one. <laughs> Shooting pink unicorns. There's a prompt for you. Hey, I, 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 did you, uh, did you hear the other line? There, uh, the painting toenails in the street, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I put that, I put that in the piece. I must not have been in that one. It's in another piece. But, yeah, that's why, I mean, that was in a piece originally before I gave you that prompt. It's in one of my poems. But I used it again. Um, it's pretty cool. Next week, I will read it to you. I'll find it. There's so many of them. I can't remember which one. Next week, I'll be back home and in the studio. It'll be awesome. Right on, right on. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Sorry I was only one week. But, hey, I didn't miss it at least. So, you know, I try. I did better. You know, hey, I'm not the evolving conundrum. I just need a fucking job. Maybe you'll hire me. But, you know. <laughs> I digress. Hey, Ken. Hey, yeah. Tell everyone how to find you. Senator Spittle. Yeah, Senator, but not like you think, because I am storm coming. I am that pink. I make change. It might be a little dark. It might be a little ominous. Not necessarily evil. And it's Spittle, S-P-I-T-A-L, because we're all doing a little bit of talk, the elevated life. Google that shit. I'm everywhere. Have a good night, guys. <laughs> Thank you for calling in, sweetheart. It was so good to hear from you. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Sinister. It is, <laughs> it is always a bit of a roller coaster with that man. <laughs> It is. Mosquitoes. Hold on for dear I am so life. covered in mosquito bites. There's mosquitoes <laughs> coming out. Uh, what'd you do to bring them in? Open my mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I Look, totally just human. Let's go just bite it. Running around covered in barbecue sauce or some other weird thing. <laughs> yep. Hey, don't I'm going to be shame. one with the earth. Okay, then. So, Miss Nyla. Since you're calling in out of the middle of nowhere, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you have something to read for us tonight? Okay, so I'll tell you what. Hmm. I will read tonight. Okay. Which I have something in this journal here. If you play a track like Eddie Oliver, I think it's Beautiful Beginnings, and you have to run into your office and find your journal, and you have to read tonight. Do you have 
Do you have anything in particular that you'd want me to read? I like your poem about being bald. Oh, man. I will have to try and, and then, find that because I'm pretty sure that has nothing to do with the title of that one. It, I don't know what you titled it. But then you can read their second one. You can read anything you want. But you have to go on the board and you have to find Eddie Oliver, Beautiful Beginnings, so you can run away from the keyboard real quick and go find your book with your poems in it. Beautiful Beginnings is by Inagata DeVita. When I was DJing, um, when I was uh, on terrestrial radio, and I had to go to the bathroom, I would play Inagata DeVita because it's like 15 minutes long, and so is Eddie Oliver's Beautiful Beginnings. <laughs> so whenever I have to go to the bathroom, and you guys hear that, that's why I'm playing that track. It's because it's a long track, and I can turn away for a minute and get back. Give it so away play, all Eddie, your... play Eddie Oliver, Beautiful Beginnings, and go find your journal so you can read tonight. Do, unless you have a caller to bring on. Mm, I do see area codes 503 and 360, but they do not have their hands up. Either one of you are interested. Martha. 503 is Martha. She's probably just hanging out. Hello, Martha. I love you and I miss you. Wow. Calling I know things. Mm, Okay. I know things. Give the chat room open. I bet she's in chat. She might very well be. See? I know things. What are you doing with all this mind reading stuff? I'm Miss Cleo. I'm wearing my turban. Don't judge me. You're wearing a turban out in the middle of the desert on top of a Don't mountain. Don't judge me. Covered in barbecue. Sauce. I'm not judging. I'm just picturing. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. All right, play a second. Go find your book. What's the other area code that doesn't have their hand up? That'd be 360. I'm trying to think of who that is. I'm too sunburnt to think. Eddie Oliver, beautiful beginning. I will play this track, and then you are going to have to read me a poem. And I'll see if I can maybe read you something. Maybe. Okay. Okay. All right, everybody. This is Eddie Oliver, beautiful beginning. written it, it be the first chapter, I call it life, beautiful as it is in, in the beginning, never thinking about an ending, just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone, just, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of, of everyday, everyday life. Saw sitting in a little coffee shop just sipping, writing. 
to the naked eye doing nothing exciting, man. She was just sipping, writing. But it was something about her. Something that made me wonder as she sat there alone over yonder just sipping, writing. What was she writing? Was it poetry? She looked up, man, and, and she finally noticed me and, and she smiled. So beautiful it was, like, like looking at the river now because, because so beautiful she was. So, so I smiled. She went back to writing. Doing nothing exciting, man. And, and, and I just stood there and admired and wanted to walk on over and introduce myself. But because of my shyness, I decided to retire to a chair two tables down. Quiet without a hint of a sound, I just sat there sipping, gazing. Admiring her from a distance because her beauty and her innocence were so amazing. Her, her smile was so intoxicating. Her, her eyes were so engaging. The, the ten-second glance made my heart start racing. As if I was high on drugs, straight freebase. I just sat there and daydreamed of, of me and her taking flights to far off places. Turning off our cell phones while, while we took long vacations in, in hard-to-reach nations. Made me wonder... Who was this lady? It kept me sipping, gazing, driving me half crazy with anticipation. Nervous I am. She got me caught up in her aura like, 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 dang. <laughs> Yo, who is this lady? I say sipping. Coffee shop chilling. <laughs> I'm yet to know her name, but somehow I seem to be catching feelings. I wonder, I ponder. Does she come here often? Or would she be interested in me and her doing some get-to-know-you talking? And hope that maybe we can become good friends and do some park walking. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> I find that I'm jealous of the way that she holds that pen. I kind of wish that it was me that she was holding. I kind of wish that I was that napkin that she was folding, touching. It's like behind our coffee cups, man, we're playing a sexy game of seduction, hiding, peeking. She's got my attention, no diversions, no interruptions, just just gazing, lusting, hiding, seeking. Every time she sips on her cup, it, it hides that devilish grin like she wants to sing, like she's flirting, inviting me to come on over, come on in. I wish it was me that she was sipping. Should I say I wish it was me? She was kissing. See, this be beautiful beginning. The beginning be the alpha. As it is written, it be the first chapter. They call it life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending. Just, just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting that you don't stand alone. Just, just hoping. Knows why I don't Walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. life. I see you. Do you see me? Kissing on a white sandy beach, making love surrounded by palm trees. I worship you because you made me believe that that God, that God said that you and I, ah, you and I were meant to be. You are so heavenly. I can't help but believe that, that God sent you to me because you put me at peace and, and to him I am forever grateful. I know sometimes, baby, that I can be a handful and for that, I apologize. 
melt me with those maple brown eyes. But you handle me like, like the way trees flow in an autumn breeze, so gentle, so smooth, I, I can't help but be in love with you. Cause you make it so easy. Sleep with me, dream with me, to a far off place where, where no one can find us, where it's just us. Caught up in the rush of our lust as we make love from dawn to dust As I look down and see you beneath me Looking up at me, smiling, sometimes staring me down Making love to me with your eyes as you hold on tight for the ride I, I love you, I love, I love the feel of your thigh The way your flesh feels against my flesh The way your chest feels against my chest The way we pause, we take deep breaths Deep, deep, deep breaths the thought of knowing that you are mine makes me lose all track of time. So we end up making love for hours just, just because there's nothing else to do. It's just you on top of me and me on top of you. With the sweetest smell of romance in the room, I, I take a whiff to consume the perfume because I want to smell of you with, with me all day. Just one whiff, just one sniff takes my breath away. Got me finding, got me finding, got me fiending, got me fiending, got me fiending to see you on the next day. The exact same way. Me looking down at you and you staring up at me. I can't think of a better position for us to be, so just love me. And if you feel it in your heart, girl, you'll just marry me. With the thought of knowing that. This is what God always wanted us to be. You see, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning is the Alpha. The beginning be the Alpha as it is written. It, it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending, just, just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting. Hoping that you don't stand alone, man. Just... Just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. life, life, life. You see this? This be my Monday morning blues. I find myself caught up in the rapture, just longing, longing for her, missing her, her heavenly touch, oh so very much, like I didn't just see her on Sunday, yet I I find myself daydreaming about her. I find myself daydreaming about her all day, all day on Monday. Daydreaming about all the love making we did over the weekend to no end. It just got me longing. Daydreaming about her once again as I long for her kiss. I look at my t-shirt that she had online across my bed and I can't help but reminisce. I pick it up and pull it close to me. Close my eyes, take a deep breath and I can smell her scent. Reminded me once again of the time that we spent just, just love making. The smell is something out of a, a bath and body works and the sweet smelling aroma is enough to drop me to my knees as I shake my head like, like I'm about to repent. It's just the smell of moonlight path reminding me of our sexy, sexy hour-long bubble bath or was it the smell of a midnight pomegranate? You see, it's been less than 24 hours, y'all, since she's been gone and, and already, man, already I can't stand it. I'm just longing, longing for her. I'm fine. I'm fiending. I'm fine. I'm fiending for her love, like an addict addicted to a drug. She, she got, she got me on that crack, y'all. <laughs> I got to have it like that Spike Lee joint, y'all. I need. You see, I, I need it, y'all. I, I need it in the worst way, like a fiend that, that can't stay clean. Look, look at me, y'all. She, she got me shaking. 
She got me shaking just thinking about the crazy love making I'm going through withdrawal from the lack of it all, from the lack of her kiss, from the lack of her touch, from the lack of her love that I miss oh so much. And she just left this homeboy alone, like, like yesterday. You see, this be my Monday morning blue. I'm going to be this way until the weekend rolls back around. Just fine. Just fiending. Just fiending, y'all. I'm going to be this way until her, until I hear the sound of her walking through my door. I'm going to be this way until Friday. Just fine. Just, just fiending. Let me do this dance all over again. We're going to do this romance again. All freaking weekend. It's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It, it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending. Just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting. Hoping that you stand alone. Just hoping. Nose wide open. Walking on faith. Just trying to keep the pace. Trying not to lose the race of everyday life. Proverbs 18.22 states that he that finds a wife uh, finds a good thing and obtains favor, obtains favor in the Lord. And I guess that means that, that I have found favor, much favor, much favor, y'all, because I have surely found me a good thing. I stand here today and I, I say to you that I, that I, Eddie L. Oliver, oh man, I have found a wife. Someone I can trust, someone I can love, Someone that loves and believes in me just as I love and believe in her. Someone that I vow to cherish. Someone that I, I vow to protect with my very last breath until death. Until death. Until death. Until death, y'all. Until death do us apart. You see, she, uh, she and only she with, with all her beauty and her brains and her amazing smile. Man, she, ah, uh, yes, she, she was the one who was good enough to capture my heart. When I wasn't even looking for love. When I wasn't even looking for, for my heart to be captured. When I, when I didn't even know, y'all, that, that love existed. When I didn't even know that love was looking for me, man. She, she captured my heart. And I say to you that somehow, some way, somewhere, y'all, <laughs> we found each other. Through the mist and the fog, through, through the tall buildings and towering trees, y'all. Somehow, uh, some way, man, we... We, we found each other Like two ships lost in the night Like like two people lost in the wilderness Like like two people stranded at sea You see, we Oh man, we found each other Like in John 9, 25, man All I know is Once I was blind But now I see Now I can see what love truly is Now I can see what, what love must, must look like And it's a beautiful thing, y'all Cause now my eyes are wide open now I know, now I know that, that he who finds a wife, surely, surely, surely finds a good thing. I'm here to say, y'all, that I have surely found me a good thing. <laughs> you see, it's, it's beautiful in the beginning. Yo, beginning be the alpha as it is written, it be the first chapter they call life. Beauty as it is in the beginning, never thinking about it ending just... Thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on. 
trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of every day, of every day, of every day life. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, I see why that is your I'm going to run away and do other stuff song. You are not kidding. <laughs> no. That was Eddie Oliver, Beautiful Beginnings. And now you're going to read for us. No, you go first. Uh, I would if I could find the exact poem that you're talking about, but I can't seem to. Um, That's what I'm talking about, I right? Will, I believe I do know exactly which one you're talking about, but I don't appear to have it on this particular device. It's not that I can find. I didn't say look for a device. I said look for your book. I could read you You another one. You are such a millennial. You're such a millennial. I really want to make some snarky comment about blogging about it and and talking to your manager, but – I will let you have this one. Good. All right. right. (laughs) I will read you a different one that I know that you might like a bit. And then you're going to have to read. I'm just going first because you're still technically the host of the Speakeasy Cafe, and I'm just filling in. All right. So I tried really hard not to cough through this entire thing. Uh, This one is called Window View. I 
keep thinking back upon the time you were out walking and stumbled across that house. Peeking through the kitchen window, a most curious sight greeted us. A couple stood apart as they ate dinner. One was staring down at her phone, and the other was absorbed in the show on his TV monitor. It didn't seem to matter what time of day we passed by. The same image always greeted us. Every time we continued on our way, leaving that house behind, I couldn't help thinking to myself, we will not have boring windows. I don't care if we're wrestling knee-deep in pudding. If someone were to peek through our windows, they would only ever see the smiles we have for one another. No matter what comes our way, I want us to be able to share that silly laughter, to break out in quiet smiles each time we see each other, because ours will be a house built on love and laughter, a place strangers will wish that they could be a part of. They say that the eyes are the window to the soul. I wonder then just what it is you see when you look into mine. I hope that you can see yourself reflected there and know that you have become a ridiculously large part of my life and who and what I am. Can you see that house we will build together? The only rule we'll have there will be no boring windows allowed. And that's it. Nothing else. I love I love that poem so much. <laughs> now I'm picturing people dancing naked in front of their windows. In pudding, no less. Right. No barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. It's got to be something either nutritious or delicious. <laughs> All right, then. You've been dodging this. No, what you got to read two. You two. have to read for everyone. I have to read two. You have to read two. Yeah. I think that you are trying to change the script and pretend that you are the one that is in the studio. Remember who signs your paycheck. I don't care if I'm out in the middle of Wyoming or sitting beside you. Okay, so you don't get a paycheck. I get paid. But if you got a paycheck, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just remember uh-huh. who would have signed it if you did. Uh, the person with the purse strings? I, I don't know. Nobody carries a purse anymore. Do they? Anyway, you have to, everybody else reads to you, so you have to read too. That's just the rules. I didn't. I did make the rules. I did. You make did the make the rules. It's your show. I did. Right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So anyway, yeah, you have to read too. Uh, fine. Yeah. All right. One is called. Cold feet. <laughs> what I'm about to tell you, I tell you in the strictest confidence. Now I'm trusting you with this, so I'll know if you just so happen to let something slip shortly before I disappear from the face of the earth. That's right, the secret I would tell you could easily spell my doom if whispered into the wrong ears, if she were to hear. Now, I love my girlfriend to death, but she just takes such cruel 
pleasure in my suffering. Every time I'm curled up in bed, reveling in the warmth of my cocoon of blankets, she comes. It doesn't matter that I know that it's coming. I cower under the covers, replaying the shower scene from Psycho in my mind as I await my doom, and all too soon, she strikes. Those cold feet press against my flesh, seeking to freeze my bones that suck the warmth straight from my soul. And the worst part of it all, as I try to squirm and wriggle my way back into my warm sanctuary, is that she gives me her sweetest smile, and wraps her chilly hands around me, locking me in place. She knows exactly how much I can't stand the cold, but that never stops her from sliding her hand under my jacket when we're out on our nightly walks. It doesn't even matter how tightly I bundle up or how fast I run. She knows where I live, man. She knows where I sleep. There is no escape from her frosty clutches. And yet... The longer she keeps her chilly flesh pressed against mine, I get to feel her gradually warm up, her body heat falling into sync. I suppose that even though I can't stand the shock of that initial icy touch, that I still fall more and more in love with the feeling of her embrace. Maybe this secret won't result in my frosty doom after all. I love the moment when we're staring into each other's eyes after I regain sensation in my legs and back, feet tangled (laughs) together beneath the blankets. I guess I'll just have to have a love-hate relationship with her cold feet for now, unless I can convince her to climb into bed with mittens and leg warmers. Oh, that was awesome. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I like it. All right. All right. I did my part. When you were reading the prompts, or you were giving the prompts that you gave, I thought I was going to laugh until I wet myself when I heard you do the one, why isn't anyone helping me? So there's there's a story behind that prompt. And I, I think it's I think it's Telworth, don't you? Um, that hey, is we, your story to tell. Is there callers on hold? Um, we do have three six zero still hanging out, but still has not raised their hand. So looking at the, I got the board pulled up on my phone the best I can, and it looks like we're having line issues, so don't panic. There's mm. only five lines. It looks like, yeah, it looks like there's only five lines coming to the studio right now, if I'm looking at my phone right. So don't panic. We can do this. Aren't you glad I called in? Honestly, yes. It is very nice to hear back from you, to hear that you're still alive and haven't been eaten by some random puma, and that, yeah, you haven't forgotten all the lonely poets. I'll tell you what. 
it's the mosquitoes, huh. man. I fell asleep mm. and woke up. I was sleeping on my right side, so my right cheek was on the pillow, right? I woke up okay. in the morning, and I had like 36 mosquito bites on my left cheek. It looked like half. It looked like half of my face broke out with the mumps or measles or chickenpox or something. They were everywhere. My, the whole side of my face was swollen up. It was horrible, ugly, and it itched so bad. I just wanted to cry. And the thought it was. It was like. It was like I, I might need therapy now because the thought of hmm. me. And and I put tincture on it. Right. It's supposed to be okay. like. Because I had a couple of mosquito bites on it, so I put tincture on it before I went on those mosquito bites, that, that pot liquidy juice stuff. It's supposed to be really good for, like, aching, like, my wrists hurt and stuff. So I thought, oh, well, it might stop these mosquito bites you're missing. So I put some of that on it, and sometime in the night, some mosquito came and started sucking my cheek and went, whoa, dude, everybody, party on Nyla's face. And so while I was sleeping, I had, like, a mosquito orgy on my cheek. And I am seriously hmm. traumatized by the thought of this, about me sleeping and these things sticking their little faces into my skin, sucking my blood, and having, like, this pot juice party on my face. It's horrible. But anyway, that's prompt. That's what we were talking about, the prompt. Yeah. So yeah. Christopher was... Christopher and my son and his wife and me, we're all standing in my kitchen, right? And I was working on some of my costume stuff, and my son goes out and he picks up all these pine cones from underneath this really weird tree I have in my front yard. And he comes walking in, and he's so excited, he's so happy, because he brought me these, these pine cones to use for my costume, and he has them in his shirt, and he dumps them out all on the counter. And as soon as he hits the counter, thousands of freaking earwigs come pouring out of these pine cones. All, he just, like, totally freaks out and is, like, dancing and, and he's like, you know, hate Bug Bill or whatever that guy was. He's just freaking out and, and trying to get to it and not knowing what to do. And we're all laughing our butts off so hard. And you're just sitting there, why is no one helping me? Why no one's helping me? That's where that prompt came from, isn't it? That would indeed be exactly where that came from. That was so funny. Why isn't anyone helping me? We could, were laughing so hard we were crying. Oh, my God, that was so funny. <laughs> but all right. are, that are the being up yet? said, you're still dodging reading your own poem. No, I wrote a haiku today. That's good. That's, yeah, that's almost right, like half right, a, a haiku poem. Every day. It's a whole uh-huh. poem. That's it's a whole poem, person. but I believe that you have instructed some of your other poets that three haikus would equal the same as like one regular You don't even listen to the show. How do you regular, know what I tell my other poets? How do you know that? How do you know that? You weren't listening to that show. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I've only, like, ever said that to one person. Still dodging. Do you want to hear my haiku? And then at least five others. No, I don't have five others. With me. I don't think I do. 
I don't have five others. I only have one. I two. Still dodging. No, do you want to hear it? Mm-hmm. Just so okay. you know, everybody in the chat's calling you out. No, they're not. Okay, so this is my awesome haiku. And there's actually a picture to go with it. I'll post it on my page in a minute. So this is it. You ready? Okay. I want I want to hold hands walking to the rest stop bathroom when we are very old. Every time I stop at a rest stop, I see these little old people get out in their little campers, and they're all little and old, and, and got little velvety hands, and they're holding each other's hands, and they're waddling up to the bathroom. It's like, I want to be that. Okay. I think that's doable. Want to hold hands walking to the rest stop bathroom when we are very old. I was going to make it when we're 64, but that kind of seemed like plagiarism. That's that's what the adventure is going to be in retirement age. No longer climbing on top of mountains out in the desert. It's going to be walking up to a gas station bathroom together. Not gas All station right. rest stop. You don't go to gas station bathroom shack. Ah. All right. So that's one. Now you need another five. No. You know, I was going. To, I think I brought my journal with me, but it's like. One I only use on my trips, but I printed some stuff out in it. And so I could look at it like when I was on a trip. And mm-hmm. I found this one. And it's actually there's a, a poem that I have called This Place. And I wrote it huh. about okay. being in Wyoming. And I've read it before, and I've actually, I think I've got, no, I don't have it recorded. But I've read it before. And it's one of my favorite poems I've ever written. But people always talk about, you know, I, I write a poem and I never edit it. It's just done, it's done. And I'm no. I, I wrote like a page, a poem that was like 28 pages. And by the time I got done editing it, it was seven lines long. So I do a lot of editing. So this is the poem. I don't have this place with me. But. For some reason, I have the original version before it was, like, all edited down. The original okay. version of the poem that I wrote called This Place. So that's the only other poem I have with me. So that's one i got to read. But what's cool about it is it's about Wyoming, which is where I am right now. It does seem oddly appropriate. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, like, it's, like, written... I can't remember when, I can't remember how long ago it was written. Anyway, I don't think this one has the line. There's a line in the second version that's probably my favorite line I've ever written. And it is, and I think about it because there's something about the Wyoming sky and the giant thunderhead. I posted one of those pictures of the thunderhead in the sky right now. Um, but there's something about it. Was the, the line is uh, thunderhead, because you can see all the way to the horizon. There's nothing in the way. It's not like when you're in Oregon and you're cloistered in green and vines and spiders and stuff. 
and you can't walk five feet off the road. I could walk all the way to the horizon if I wanted to and jump up on the mm. clouds and ride away. So you know, I remember when I used to live here, and you'd watch out, you'd look across the prairie, so I'd sit on my deck and I'd look across the prairie, and you would see a storm coming. And you could see it coming from 100 miles away. And because it's so far, it looked like the clouds are laying on the ground and rolling across the ground until it gets closer and closer and closer and they get bigger. But when you first see them, it looks like kind of ocean waves rolling or something across the ground. It's an amazing sight. And the line was, um, thunderheads roll the horizon like ghost death remembering buffalo. You know, because I think of those pictures of, you know, the buffalo thundering and the giant dust clouds that they cause. And that's probably one of my favorite lines I've ever written in the second version of this poem. I'm trying to see where it is. I've got like, when I write, I never erase anything. Is there anyone on hold yet? Nope, you're still stalling, and we all know it. That's okay, because I, if there's someone on hold, I can read mine in a minute. Uh, I'd rather get the caller no. I'll, I'll be the You're filler. still on the spot. Is there, some, is there a caller online? I can't get my studio to open. No. Um... Still appears like we might be experiencing some phone issues. I still see the same people. But Who's on? Who's still on? Throw it out there again. The number to call in is 646-595-3965. And just press 1 to raise your hand and we will bring you on the air. Do we have any callers that are still on hold that might want to read again? Mm-hmm. No, actually, it looks, like, it looks like pretty much everybody has been cleared out. Uh, awesome prep problems. Okay. Anyway, all right, so this is not going to read well. I'm probably going to stumble through it because it's not my original version. Most of this didn't even make it into the second poem, into the rewrite. But oh. it's still kind of fun reading it because it's about Wyoming. And I'm sitting here in Wyoming. And I'm looking at the prairie grass right now. Oh, in the mouth. Okay. So anyway. Um, so the poem is called This Place. But this one is called Clusterfuck of stuff that I wrote ended up being a poem later. But it's all I have to read. Okay, anyway. So the unedited version of this place. Scented fragments, sweet grass, trail beyond the mountain pass. Riding, riding the warm wind, calling my lost spirit standing alone. Endless, endless rolling yellow sea all around surrounding me. The prairie quietly whispers, welcoming her tired child back home. Tears fall soft, I weep, eyes closed, inhaling deep, falling into her healing arms, into my beloved wind's healing embrace. Clenched fists to the sky, 
screaming out loud till the sounds die. The wind brushes tears from my eyes. My voice returns, strength to replace. Hair blowing like a Mustang's mane, stomping the earth anything but tame. I am reminded of the wild thing within as I challenge something deep inside. Race to wind, free soul flying. The girl left the hat the girl left behind the past sign. Never have I felt more alone or free, running naked with no fear to hide. Undending promise across the sky, faded blue, sun bleached dry. Thunderhead foam in the distance, rumbling echoes, drums my heart's song. I run unbridled across the prairie like the wind. She has not forgotten our reflection within. Calling my wild spirit back with her song, I run to her on the untamed prairie where I belong. I wish I had the second I wish I had the second one. So you can see what all that crap turned into. It's probably one of my favorite poems. The uncrap version. I can definitely hear how much you love that place. I do. I know it's Oregon is beautiful. It's so green and it's nice and it smells pretty and all that, but you you it's like living inside of an oyster's mouth soggy and wet and you can't do anything and you can't move and you can't just go out and run. I mean, I, it's something pretty, like when the sun sets here, right? The sun sets to the west, but because you've got a 360 degree horizon, there's nothing stopping the sun setting in the west from reflecting off the clouds in the east. So you can stand in the middle of the prairie and you can turn in a 360-degree circle, and you are surrounded by a sunset. It doesn't just look pretty mm-hmm. in the west, but you are, you're standing in the middle of it. It's like standing in the center of a tornado, and it, all, it just surrounds you, swirling colors. It's so beautiful. It's such an amazing phenomenon. Beautiful. I know I've driven through Wyoming, but I've never quite... Stop to appreciate it. It's because you stuck on my way. I don't know what you're talking about. I do. You slept most of the way. Ah. Uh, <laughs> rumbles. All right, then. I'm going to let and you... And you were probably, probably driving while you were sleeping. Mm. That might very well be true. But I'm going to give you a small reprieve and then I'm going to have you try and dig up more poems but for now I am going to bring area code 615 there was a caller you lied 615 you are on the air hello Brian how are you and is that Nyla I'm hearing it is that is indeed Aren't you supposed to be on vacation? I am on vacation. I'm called in from, I like, drove to the highest mountain top around here that I could find so I could get cell reception so I could call in tonight. Yes, because it sounds a little crackling. I don't know if it's my end or your end. I don't know what it is. I'm just happy to hear you. <laughs> well, I'm happy to hear you. Uh, so... 
How are the both of you doing? I'm mm. doing absolutely wonderful. I'm hot and dusty, and as soon as I get off here, I'm going to jump into the reservoir up here, and the water is so cold and freezing, but I don't care. It makes me feel so good. <laughs> That's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. So, what are you going to share this tonight, my darling? I wrote this one um, yesterday, and it's a piece I call Unwanted. But hold on one second. Christopher, can you, I don't know if that crackling's coming from my line. Can you hear it? Christopher? I can indeed. I don't what? believe that's you? you, but let me, let me put you on mute. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that is Nyla on mute. Okay. That that sounds like you too, um, Christopher. I don't know. Or is it me? I'm afraid that might be your line, but I don't think I've heard this coming from us before. Okay. So should I call back? can't get your line to be a little bit calmer. Okay. Let me see if Slightly I can try. Less I'll, call. Yep, I'll call right back. All right. Let me bring Miss Nyla back on the air. I'm going to put... Uh-oh. Hi. All right, Miss Nyla, are you there? I am here. Can you hear that me? Was unfortunate. I can indeed. I know we've had plenty of songs before, but that is the first time I have heard his mind sound like it was uh, trying to make a mating call to the duck. <laughs> I was thinking like aliens. Hey, did I tell you that while I was in Utah, because I went to Utah first, that um, I, I went by Bottle Hollow which is a place I used to work when I lived in Utah. And it Uh is four minutes as a crow flies from Skinwalker Ranch. And so if any of you ever watched that show, Skinwalker Ranch, you'll know what I'm talking about, like the spooky aliens. Then we went out and we found Skinwalker's Ranch, right? And... I'm, I'm taking pictures of the gate and stuff, and all of a sudden, this loud, they have like surveillance equipment, this loud, booming voice says, you are too close to the gate. You are trespassing. You are being filmed. Like, whoa. And so I mm. <laughs> I started dancing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get any uh, closer. Let, I'm glad. I think that's the first time you've gotten a warning and just gone, okay. But I do see 615 back with their hand up, so I'm going to put 615 back on the air. Okay. Clarence, are you there? Um, I'm hoping I'm sounding a little better. At the moment, yes. Okay. I'll try not to move around too much. (laughs) (laughs) 
right, Clarence. Any, what do you have in store for us tonight? Um, hopefully this will sound right. It's called Unwanted. I don't know where this low self-esteem came from. I always had the support of my family. I had book smarts, but didn't know nothing about life. How to survive in these ghetto streets as a young man. I was someone always eager to please. I didn't feel handsome, and I was skin and bones. I crushed on this girl named Sean, and she made me feel lower than crap in the sewer. I wanted a girl to love me and want me, but I settled for cheap tricks. Even if it was a waitress in a cocktail bar, she'd act like I was inhuman out of her league. But now I see myself as a catch for the winning touchdown, a champion dancing in the end zone with white shoes. I've been getting unwanted advances like record deals. I'm married now, so they'll never get a chance to sample this caramel immaculate sensation that's got a particular set of skills and I'm taking. Now they're angry and frustrated because they'll never appreciate the perfect man made by God, and this is their brain on drugs. That's that piece. (laughs) You know... It's not very often when we have our sweet little revenges, but, you know. (laughs) When I was little, I was with ponytails and freckle-faced, and, you know, I I grew up kind of cute. And so I know. I was like, oh, hi there. It's like, no, remember me? (laughs) Still that freckle-faced girl you wouldn't talk to. Shut up. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny how you can become an ugly duckling into a, well, I'm not a swan, but, hey, I'm better than I You're was You're a freaking peacock, man. <laughs> this is the NBC you, network. <laughs> you stretch that shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you going to be two tonight? Well, you know what? I owe you anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> or three. Oh. I think you uh, I'll, give three. You, I'll give you two. You, you're going to try three. Yeah, I am. <laughs> this, see, this that. is that why you're good. Nyla. This is why you're Nyla. <laughs> it is exactly why I'm Nyla. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but that's why I'm Nyla. Yeah. And and we need if it gives me three poems, that's why. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to give you the second poem. It's called Extreme. I tell you, the whole world is stuck up in a state of constipation, populated by demonstrative columns of followers without patience. The complications became common in its devastation until ladies using teen spirit deodorants melted into vapors. Here we are now as entertainers. But ask how I'm doing, and I'll say plainly, to the plaintiff's place in my expressions of faces that's forever changing that I'm okay in maintaining. 
everything that's dangerous is a failure to communicate with a judge. As I'm on the street corner down the block talking to bums, drinking bottles of rum. Tore up and drunk displays a plethora of my conundrums with Phil Collins on drums in the air tonight on VH1. Or was it VHS as my stupor comes down and I recompense my decompress? Hearing mess from the deacons in church with that high-pitched voice, he keeps getting on my nerves that I think I'm going to hurl in my red Buick acting like my name is Earl. That was a show starring the guy in charge of some singing chipmunks. I must be seeing pink elephants or was it big girls with smelly butts. And to that, good night, oh, never mind. I guess I took these metaphors to the extreme, like James Todd Smith, J. if he was a soldier in Vietnam. Know what I mean? That's that piece. <laughs> I loved it. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> Thank you. You you always have to uh, start throwing those little little tidbits in references hidden inside your poems. I try my best because, you know, I think of these things. Where you work? Christopher? I just loved how it kind of just wound in and out and all around. And, yeah, like, oh, yeah, I remember my name is Earl. And, yeah, I guess he was uh, in that movie with the chipmunks. Kind of forgot about that. <laughs> just this, these nice little tie right? that just kind of snatch your interest. Exactly. So, yeah. So I have your third one. I was looking for it. Thank you. <laughs> Are you like yes? And this is why I'm Nyla. <laughs> yeah, I miss you so much. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll be back next so, week. Okay, and I'm gonna try. I can't promise, but I'll try. This piece here is called "Like Hitchcock." I'm pretty much a mystery like Hitchcock. Sensing I'm being spied on this morning, I killed a bug. A species of caterpillar invaded my village. I envisioned from my rear window, which confirms my thinking, I'm a targeted individual. I bring more punchlines to a night at the improv. I refuse to cover one eye showing celebrity membership as an industry symbol. That gesture is for the birds and to every season turn. I say good evening to whom it may concern. My name's not Alfred listening to Cher singing half-breed at the shelter in Detroit Eight Mile District. And my real name is Clarence. Don't be embarrassed if these analogs from these stanzas gave you vertigo. Adjust your horizontal and vertical hold after you've heard this flow. Seems you're much too busy for me in this sequence, so I'll call Angie Stone. If there's no more rain in these clouds, I'll order sunglasses off Angie's list from Los Angeles. While having the cameras pan 
through the dramatic scenes. Did this journey from those last lines damage your brain? Well, I'll faithfully with open arms suggest we go our separate ways and end this cycle without calling each other psycho. That's the end of this show, and thanks for coming. Good night, folks, and hey, put that knife down in peace. <laughs> I love the part where you said adjust your vertical and horizontal hold. It reminded, I mean, it reminded me of when my I was real little and my grandma and grandpa had this really old TV with the rabbit ear antennas. You yeah. can imagine that. And they would have to do that. The picture would start getting weird, and so they would have to adjust those to make the picture come back right. <laughs> oh, that was, uh, that was awesome. Thank you. And now you. I'm picturing thank you, like, doing your silhouette, your your Alfred Hitchcock silhouette in your palm. I'm looking for you in there. <laughs> it's funny because I'm a, a friend of mine from my poetry group called um, The Fourth Quarter. He does these um prompts with the pictures with our with our faces in it. So I'm looking at the one where he has me looking like Alfred Hitchcock with a beard. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I just don't have the chubby cheeks like Alfred though. <laughs> Definitely were Tapping into those Hitchcockian vibes, definitely getting that the whole way through, and yeah, just—I just wish I could do his um accent, right? <laughs> oh, how funny! Yes, thank you. So, work is going okay. Well. I had to cut it down short because we had a um, storm, and plus we have a heat wave down here, so safety first. Good. That's why, that's why you got me. <laughs> so do you have another poem? No, I only wow. had three. Wow. Okay. She's relentless. Yeah. Give me an inch, yeah. I'll take a mile. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, All right Clarence. Clarence. So, you can find me on two um, Facebook pages, both named Clarence Ferguson Jr. One has the has a football jersey on it. The one other one has me sitting in front of the steps. Or you can call. Me Come and find me in my new group called The Remix, hosted by C Double Thirty Four Music. Awesomeness. Post those links on my page, okay? Yes, I will definitely do that. Thank you for having both of you having me. <laughs> You're welcome, sweetheart. Thank, Thank you for by, calling sir. in. All right. Have a good night. Take care. You. Listen to me taking over the show like I own the place. You're the one hosting. Um, you kind of do own the place. It is your show. But I know, but what? I, sh- I should know my role. <laughs> well, know your role, Jaboni. I'm going to give you an alley-oop, and we're going to bring area code 732 
on the air. 732, you are now on the air. Well, hey, good evening. I just wanted to call in with you say hello, and it wasn't a very – it was very much a smoky day. Oh, very well. It was all um, uh, wildfire, wildfire smoke today. It's really rude. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. So it was it, for you know hustling. So um, yeah, that was that was really dehydrated stuff going on there. Oh, I, hey, were there any prompts? Is there a, a prompt? <laughs> there uh, were prompts. There were. Did you miss them? Well, prompts. Oh, I have no sense of timing. Give me a give me a quick prompt. Let me um rip off on something. The prompt is uh, why is nobody helping me? Oh. No, nah, I'll just end up doing like quadriplegic jokes. Let's skip on that one. Oh, oh man! <laughs> <laughs> you shit. Oh, sorry. Was that one-legged hitchhiker hop in or something? All those like classically bad jokes or something. You want to hear my can worst bad joke? Play? Right. Yeah. Can you come out and play first base? Gregory. Why? <laughs> do you want to hear? My, do you want to hear my worst bad joke? Terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is what does uh, what does Jeffrey Dahmer say when he opens his refrigerator? Yeah, uh, that's yeah. <laughs> My baloney has a first name. It's O S B A R. Yeah, that was the best. Everybody was doing ask me sandwich jokes a while back when that that was one creepy show. Whenever that was, you have another prop. You have anything kind of like poeticy? Kind of prompt. Um. Um. What was your prompt? Read your prompt, and you can pick one. Christopher, read the prompt again. Yeah, Number one. Just I might just snap. Two. Freedom isn't free. Three. Okay. So how did that work out for you? I got one. Here we go. Cool. We'll pick on all okay. the fucking Trump Nazis and stuff. Freedom isn't free, and I'm barely human. The flag I carry, don't call me Mary. I'm freedom isn't free, and I'm the reason why. You know, pay filthy unto me. So I'm some racist freaking Trump freak, and the Supreme Court is no more enlightened than freaking. The Turkish freaking consulate. <laughs> Freedom isn't not. free, but it could be if you knew what you were doing. Freedom isn't free because every bullet, it put a bullet in your best man's gun. Cool. That's all. Hey, I just wanted to say hello. Hey, what, what goes on? Oh. Well, no, because it's like that holiday weekend already. There was all kinds of traffic and a couple of gigs going on this weekend with my niece and stuff. But I just called in to say hello. Freedom is in free. Hear from you. And, and Trump's a freaking Nazi. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you shouldn't hold back like that. It's not healthy to keep things in. <laughs> it's all external. But everything's all right. Now I wrote a review. Yeah. I was just calling. The phone was right here. 
writing every day. All is well. Okay, please, you guys will be at peace and enjoy your holidays and all that good stuff. Right on. Just trying to be human. Okay, Thank you, Gregory. Oh, um, no, nothing. We're just laid back. Everything's okay. All in good time. All good things in all good time. You know, there's always something going, but it is, you know, a very fluent area. Those guys are doing like three poetry shows a week and stuff. So they got all kinds of new youth going on. So it's a very active area. I'm writing every day. I just wrote a review for my, oh, 37 hours of body chills. I went and saw my friends perform. There's no oxygen. And, you know, it's all new youth, so they're immune to this stuff. We're like, we're going to get some old freaking person. And then it kicked in at 37 hours of, like, body chills. It was pretty trippy. Uh, some penicillin kicked it right out. We yeah, I caught that new new COVID kitty flu for a good good couple days. See my friends perform. So be it. COVID kitty flu and you've got wildfire smoke all over the place. That just sounds like a wonderful combination. Yeah, no, today was not healthy. You know, I was in motion. You know, who wants to drive up and down the parkway in New Jersey on July 4th weekend? No, today was harsh. Breathing wise, no serious. I can barely breathe. Headache, throat's all trashed out. You can see and smell the smoke. It's freaking awesomely bizarre. That's all. Stay in the life. <laughs> Tell everyone how to find you, Gregory. Oh, um, Instagram's cool. There's some stuff on there. I am on the Hellbus. I am on Facebook. This is a friendly site, and you'll know what's what's going on in the. You know, New Jersey area. It's pretty much a promo site. I don't really post any, like, cathartic emotional stuff. You know what I mean? Because, you know, the whole site's kind of messed up. But there's, you know, anybody wants to promote anything on their thing, feel free to use my Facebook page. Because we like it. Ditto, same for you. Use mine to promote your stuff. Yeah, we like it. Yeah. Oh, what it was like. Living in a trailer park across the street from a McDonald's or moving into a small house with an electric charging station, you know, knows it's on the other side of the road. Or, okay, um, everybody's tight. There's a good infrastructure. There's a lot of support. So I'm, I'm, we're all for it. Okay, yeah, please, I will, and, and do that. Take advantage of my, my Hellbook site. You'll find out what's going on, because these guys go okay. out and tour. So wherever, like, people who call in on your show, we'll, we'll go out and find them, and we'll perform with you guys, and we'll get you back here to New Jersey, and, you know, you can perform around here. We're, we're definitely setting up a, a you know, a, a nationwide freaking connection thing. You know, and then New Jersey's kind of cool because it's, it's like a poetry center. So we have all kinds of, huh. but that's a definite given. There's no boundaries anymore. These guys are all going out, finding poets, bringing them to here. And then the local um, public broadcasting system wants to, you know, make a series out of it. So it's a real thing going on. So there, that's pretty cool. I didn't, you know, All right. Did you hear that? 
Okay. Thanks for letting me talk. That was very healthy. It's like I owe you guys a psychiatry. Freaking. Thank you, Doctor <laughs> Nyla. You're welcome, sir. Thank you, Gregory. We'll talk I to you next week. I'll be back next week. I don't even have to take an uh, extra Seroquel or whatever. Uh, Ouch. Okay, put me on mute. I want to listen. I want to hear some good stories. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Thanks, honey. Bye. Thanks for calling in, Gregory. That was Mr. Gregory Schwartz. In and out and just gone. (laughs) I always said he should uh, make his own brand of coffee. Because, man, he's a hell of a ride. I, I yeah, want to drink yeah. his coffee. I would buy his coffee for sure. You know, he's been around forever. Uh, he called into our very first show 16 years ago. He was on our very first show. He's been around a long kind of time. Weird to, kind of weird to hear some of those voices that, yeah, are kind of like a blast from the past. Like, But... I'm thinking, I've never been to New Jersey. I don't really know too much, anything about New Jersey. Well, you said Next you were wanting trip, to take a vacation. I I do need to do a vacation. I never would have thought New Jersey, but um, never been. Don't really know I, anything I about it. I was going to kidnap you and take you to the Grand Canyon, but New Jersey sounds much better. Can we do both? Okay. Stop the right. Grand Canyon on the way to New Jersey. That would be an awesome road trip, wouldn't it? I think it would be. I would be make I would make such a good one of those living out of the van boondocker people. As long as I had good internet every Thursday. You're you're not that already? I am that right now. Mm-hmm. Alright, so I'm going to give a brief warning and let them know. Area code 863 is next in the lineup. So I'm going to take a little bit of time, let them get ready before I go ahead and bring them on the uh, air. You're so kind. Guess what I discovered today? I What's don't that? know how this I didn't know, I don't know how I didn't know it was a thing. You know how hmm. I like am a strawberry Santa soda freak? Yes, I have learned this. I, I don't really like soda. I've never drank soda a lot. And then I discovered the strawberry soda, and it is so freaking Santa cherry soda. Cherry. Cherry. It is so oh. good. Oh, my God. I cannot believe I've wasted my face on strawberry for so long when there's cherry. Why don't they have that in the stores? You've got your new white whale. Oh, my God, it's so good. I can't even tell you. I want to make a cherry Fanta float, ice cream float. All right. You sit there and you dream of your cherry Fanta floats, and I am going to go ahead and let 863 onto the air. 863, (laughs) are you there? Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh. I'm sorry. What are you, you, are, what are you giggling you for, are my love? Because, because uh, 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 he he told you to sit back and, and dream of your cherry Sunday. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't make. <laughs> I'm not making fun of you all. I'm sorry. I know. I think it's funny too. That's awesome. I'm glad it made you laugh. 
Because okay. I'm telling you, I am dreaming about that right now. I want mm-hmm. the freaking Santa Cherry float so bad. So it does bad. sound good. It does right? sound good. It does. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and, um, and and hello, Christopher. Hello, Nyla. Mm-hmm. Hello, Noreen. Hello, Okay. Okay, how are you all doing? I'm doing wonderful. I'm sitting on the top of a mountain in Wyoming talking to you right now. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Is it cold up there? No, it's freaking hot as hell. Wow. And there's mosquitoes that are, like, eyeing me cautiously. I think we just saw one drive by with a cattle car off a train to take, I guess, take out to take home to the family. Wow. Yeah. So oh, that's right. Okay. Um, for Gary, I have um, um, um the re- reality of life. Okay. Um, the necessities of life were acknowledged by all who enjoyed them. The realities of life are not necessities to sustain life. If you are born alone, you may attain the necessities of life. That is the reality of it. The end. That is a great poem. Yes, I love it. And um, and next one is called Growing Pain. Hold that razor a little closer to the skin. Cut this zits off with my beard. Make my face smooth again. It's my first shave. I'm 14 years old. Four years past ten, I've been here, Mr. Barber, many times with my father. He never cried or hollered. Now my girlfriend says, it's my turn to get a shave like a man. I'll hang on to the arms of his, of this chair. Please do the best that you can. The end. <laughs> I've never heard a poem talk about shaving off his debt. I am in love with that poem. <laughs> yes. That's funny as hell. Yes, it is. And, and nostalgic and cute. <laughs> Go ahead, Okay. In, in, in mine, I have caught relief. Writing a line or two, writing a poem or two makes me smile. Keep the blues away. Oh, yes, I'll shed a tear or two, and at times I'll cry like a dam has bursted wide open. It's okay. I needed that relief. Write in a line or two. Write in a poem or two. The end. Right? Okay, and then... Doing what you uh, have to do to be okay, right? Yes, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. You get a comment first on the next one because I just, my mouth just takes over. I'm okay with this. It gives me time to breathe again. <laughs> uh oh. Oh, here it is. I found it. Okay. I found my next one. It's called okay. Warm Summer Mornings. It's one of those warm summer mornings. I just want to play 
walk danks in the rain while thinking of you, my sweetheart. I just want to reach to the sky, pulling you down here with me. No worries in the world. Just listen to the orchestra and let's be our angels. Oh, isn't this romantic? Play, walk, and dance in the rain with you. The end. Oh, I just want to reach out and pull. Go ahead, Christopher. I just, there's something about Noreen's that always has that warm, loving feeling. It, it is kind of just like getting a bit of a hug every single time I hear one of your words. Wow. Thank you. I love the part about reaching out and just pulling him down to walk with you. Yes. Okay, thank I you. I love it. You're welcome. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, you can find Gary and I at, uh, you can find our books on Amazon.com. And you can find our um, web, our official website at um, uh, Gary and Noreen Snyder dot wix dot com front slash poetry. And you can find Gary at um, um, Facebook dot com, um, ReverbNation dot com, and PoetryPoem dot com. And I know he's in other places, but those are main ones I can think of off the hand. And then you can find um, me on um, ReverbNation.com and um, PoetryPoem.com and Facebook.com. And I'm also in other places, too. So you can we're Googleable and Googleable, and you can find us all over. Do our search. Do a search. And then you can find us on, um, on Coffee, K-O-F-I.com. You can find our um um, find our books on there. There'll be signed copies, and you can find um, the greeting cards and stuff like that that I'm selling, that I make and sell. And you also can join my membership tier from three dollars to twenty-five dollars a month. And um, I'm all, and then you can find me on in the Poetry Club um, Saturday night show every Saturday at five o'clock. And um, then you can also find me doing Have a Chat with Poet Noreen. I should did one. Two, two days ago on Tuesday um, with Never Give Up, so you can still see that. And um, and um, the, the next month will be Bob McNeil, Then after that will be Sandra Corona, but they won't be live because she don't want to do live. It's going to be recording. And then, then stay tuned because I'm working on Discord, and um, I'm uh, learning that. Okay. Then you can find us here on Thursday, every Thursday. Very cool. Yes. All right, Noreen. Thank you so much to be here. Okay. You did a great okay. job. Okay, thank you. You're very welcome. And I will be back in the studio next week with you and I can't wait to see what you bring. Okay, okay. And and um, I hope you have a great having a uh, rest of your vacation. Have a great time. And be careful thank and you. be safe. Wow, then I'm not going to have a very good time. Uh, uh, <laughs> I have to be careful and be safe. I can't have a good time. <laughs> well, you can have a good time and still be careful and be safe. All right, fine. I will. I promise. I'm always okay. safe. I'm not always careful, but I'm always safe. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, honey. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. And you get better, too, Christopher. We hope you get better, too. 100%. I'm doing my very best. All okay. right, Miss Noreen. Okay. Thank you so much for calling in. I'm going to put you back on hold. Okay. And I'm going to bring our next caller on. That's going to be area code 585. 585, you are on the air. Hey, this is Doug. How you doing? Hey, honey. Hey, Doug. You... <laughs> hey, listen, I, I just tuned in, and I didn't expect to be called so soon. I'm uh, in my car for about another five minutes. Can we let somebody on and come back to me? We can I'm going to put yet. Nyla back on the spot, and I'm going to make her read something completely out of thin I will give you okay. another five minutes, sir. No problem. All right. All right, Ms. Nyla. You are back in the hot seat. What? I I I got yep. I got nothing. I got nothing here with me. You are now experiencing what you put on to other people. So, so I open am my journal page. Hmm. Opening up my journal page, this is where I open it to. Salt words okay. from Holly Farm in Sweet Home. The wood was saturated in salt water, causing it to become peppered with, if not totally made up with halite or halite crystals, uh, that then polymorphed into quartz. Fruit stories, side backwash from ocean. There, that was. There's my read. That was what I did. The poetic geological. Okay. Okay. I see what you did there. That was well played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Well, what a photograph cannot capture is the thick, pungent smell of sun baked sage, the pine filled wind, or the sound of chickadees. So glad that they were not. Something, something, I can't read my own writing. Something, something, something. Um, there's some okay. more something. Okay. Um, embrace the most beautiful, lonely I know. This is Wyoming. There. Oh, this is there. I read that on my journal. Okay. <laughs> I will give you a small break. I'm going to look into my own little archives and I will read one of my old ones. Okay. So this one is called Motherly Love. Growing up, I truly had no idea just how much my mother loved me. The only thing I knew back then was that dinosaurs were the most badass thing on the planet and I needed to have them in my life. I had to have them everywhere in every way. Toys weren't enough. No, I needed dinosaur bed sheets, dinosaur curtains, a dinosaur light switch, dinosaur cereal clothes, plushies, and videos. My bedtime stories were the stuff of my dreams. My mother would sit beside my bed every night and read to me from the latest, most awesome dinosaur books. It didn't matter that she didn't know how to pronounce all those difficult Latin names. My four-year-old self was there to help guide her through it. 
One year for Halloween, she even made a dinosaur costume just to help feed my never-ending hunger for all things large and scaly. I tell you, I was the coolest-looking T-Rex Stegosaurus Godzilla creature to parade around the schoolyard. I think it always kind of surprised my mom just how much I was into dinosaurs. One time, she caught me in my little imaginative world where I was the last of the dinosaurs fighting off extinction, running away from the ever-encroaching sea of lava that was my living room carpet. There I was, pacing around on top of the sofa, snarling like the caged velociraptor that I was when she happened to walk by. She had that look, that furious, you done fucked up child look, and demanded that I get down. It always made me sad that my mom inadvertently made the dinosaurs go extinct a second time that day. My love for dinosaurs never diminished over the years, and my mom kept at it too. She was the first one to send me that picture about how rar means I love you in dinosaur on my birthday. I might not have been able to recognize all that she had done for me back then, but now that I can, I only have one thing to say to her. Rawr. You are absolutely going to love the present I found for you in Utah. You are going to wiggle and pee on the carpet like a puppy. (laughs) Rawr. Wait till you see. I found it all by my onesie. All right, that makes it all kinds of awesome and special. And it is definitely connected to the dinosaur, like part of the dinosaur. But I'm not going to tell you any more than that. That just means that you will have to, you know, stay safe and make sure that you get back here in order to share your discoveries. Oh, my God, it's so amazing. I can't even tell you. I always thought it was awesome. It's like so awesome, I might have to find something else. I go to a gift shop and find something and say, oh, look, I found this, and keep it myself. Uh, It's that awesome. Wow. But a gift isn't a gift if it doesn't hurt to give it, right? I've always believed that a gift isn't a gift unless it hurts to give. Hmm. I'm sure there's something all kinds of weird and messed up that I could twist that into, but I'm going to let you have that one right now. Okay. That's a whole different kind of poem. <laughs> I, uh, so on that note, I'm going to let Doug back on the air. 585. <laughs> five, you are back on the air. I am here. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> um, was it last? Were you off last week, or was it the week before? I tried to come on and I didn't get anywhere. Um, just... I think I've been on vacation for two and a half. I'm going to be gone like three and a half weeks total. I'll be back for next week's show. Last week okay. we had a uh, pre-recorded workshop, and the week before I... Christopher was hosting. Okay. Well, I, I must have messed up something because. When I dialed in, I got, you know, there's no show scheduled at this time. Okay. 
excuse me. Well, that's because you called well, on Wednesday, love. You know, it's what, what it was. I didn't hear your voice, and somehow I translated that to mean that nothing worth knowing was going on. That's probably what happened. Oh. <laughs> See, I, I, Aww. I. At first, I didn't know you were there. I didn't know <laughs> if I had known that someone like you were there. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody had so hey, I'm um, gonna go curl up in the corner now. <laughs> Christopher, I, was, I love your dinosaur poem, by the way. Just, just saying. Uh, uh, so you, I was but, uh, going through some stuff, through, going through some stuff, meaning going through some items, sorting things out, physical stuff, and uh, I ran across this. Uh, we did this play. Play it must have been three or four years ago now. Uh, the playwright is a friend of mine who was a clinical therapist, and she wrote a play called Kaleidoscope, and it was segmented into different uh, mental health disorders that particularly beset black people. And each of us had a monologue to depict one of the mental health disorders. And I had to do a 14-minute monologue. <laughs> Try that. That's fun. And it was on anxiety and depression. But I think this is so well written. I'm not going to try to give you 14 minutes worth of it. But I'll give you enough of the beginning for you to know the gist of what it was. And it's called The Edge of Nowhere. A black boy's pain becomes a black man's pain. Who sees and understands our inner workings? Climb over the micro-insults that grow into macro-insults, the things that sting and jab the barbs that burrow under your skin and fester. Denial pushed back on pain and walked along the line that meandered in and out of reality. Slave owners refused to acknowledge the fact that black folks felt somehow it served them better to think that despite all their cruelty, we wouldn't flinch. Better to avoid the question of our humanity than to acknowledge a corrupted soul. The sensation of being whipped, burned, and chopped would slide down our backs. Our inheritance has been the desperate pleading to make the pain stop. The pain that carried us away centuries ago that forced us to lay in our own filth in the hulls of cargo ships, swaying and pitching and groaning, a sound so mournful and shameful. We moaned, knowing that the sound of Africa would live only in our hearts as she disappeared in the distance. There was a pain of humiliation and helplessness because you were owned, not your own land, but the property of another. They raped our women and dared us to say anything. They took our children and counted the dollars and declared our families and unions disposable. The black man's blues. But we created the blues. Born from southern misery and northern invisibility. Yeah, the long, hard dirges trying to dull the jabbing and stabbing pain while washing down homemade brews with names like white lightning. Uncle Moe's hooch and gotcha. 
a thing of sad, wailing words and the call and response from folks so used to being ground into the dirt. The guitar chords hung in the air, drifting from backwater places, pushing against the old familiar tide of disappointment and discouragement, allowing men to sit cloistered in the darkness crying. I lost my baby. She's gone away. I lost my job. I ain't got no pay. What am I going to do to chase these blues away? Langston kept declaring the plight of the darker brother. He asked the same question all his life. How long? How long are we going to be forced to eat in the kitchen? You probably think that doesn't apply anymore, but it does. I mean, we weak, ain't we? You know, men are supposed to be strong, leaders, warriors, and conquerors. What do you do when you feel like you live inside a black cloud? Surrender is not an option. Black folks always had trouble. I heard, get over it, suck it up, deal with it. You don't reveal your fears to the white man. That's what we were taught. I asked myself, what does my life matter anyway? We have folks marching and screaming about save the whales, cats, dogs, elephants, and rainforests. But they debate over the necessity of a Black Lives Matter demonstration. And if you want to hear the rest, <laughs> we have to put the play on place that you can hear but it was, I think it was just so well written. And it was my part. It was 15 minutes long. That was uh, amazing. Honestly, yeah, I would love to hear, like, all of that. Like, I've been working in mental health for such a long time. And, yeah, there's an interesting disparity when it comes down to looking at cultural differences, how things do just start to statistically play out and yeah the way that things are within our world within our country things that we are pushed to believe pushed to hold in to deny it has consequence yes and particularly and this this will stage to give vent to things that affect black people particularly uh as you Mm -hmm. mentioned my character mentions, you know, the the micro insults that grow into macro insults, the things that sting and jazz, barbs that burrow <laughs> under your skin and fester. You know, it's like when you when you in in line, any kind of line, you know, the airport, the supermarket, and the white behind the counter talks to the white person behind you. What? <laughs> yeah, and see. If that never happened to you or never could happen to you, then you have no way to know unless somebody like me tells you. Mm-hmm. Telling all of it. You don't even notice that. So we did this play. You know, there's 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 uh, things that happen to black folks. You know, we one of the one of the uh, of the uh, parts of this. Uh, 
was about a woman who, you know, she and her husband were, you know, middle-class people, and, you know, they did everything right. They were not hood people or any of this. And, you know, and, they, and, and their, their son said, well, you want to go around here and play with his friend? Well, she said, okay, we'll be back before the dark, you know, the light come on. And the next thing you know, she had a knock on the door, and, you know, one of his kid friends was telling well, he got hurt. And they ran out there, and the police had shot him because he had something in his hand, and they thought it was a gun. This don't happen to anybody else. This is a peculiar part of, of, of black folks' dysfunction or what contributes to black folks' the, the dysfunctionality of being black in America. This happens to us. don't happen to anybody else. So there were all segments like that. There was a segment of uh, in slavery time of a woman having her husband and children sold. This don't happen to anybody else. And so that was, you know, uh, you know, that was the gist of the play, and that was my part. So I've, I've resurrected this piece, and I asked the playwright, I said, well, you, gotta, you know, that's my part, and you got to let me take it with me wherever I want to go with it. Wherever I go, if I'm going to poetry read, whatever I'm doing, i got to have the blessing that I can go ahead and do this. So she said, no, that's yours. You go with that. And Did I you really guys wish... each write your own part? No, she wrote it all. Oh. <laughs> so, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was, uh, as I was getting in, to the acting, it was one of the first things I did that, you know, really took on the challenge of um, of creating the piece out of the words. The words are there, but you have to create the piece. You know what would be really cool yeah. is if you did something similar to that, maybe uh-huh. chose a different topic or something, but um, hand chose your poet to write their own piece that all feeds into a single narrative, and then I would host a special show for you where each of you come on and in turn, in sequence, read your pieces. Okay. Like an, like an audio play. If you can put that together, I would mm. do that for you. And then you would yeah. have your podcast for it to put out and do whatever you wanted to do with it. Well, you know what? That's a very interesting idea. I think I should talk with some people I know who who might be interested and who could mm-hmm. read that. And, um, you know, I belong to a couple of poetry groups, and we have, um, you know, we have open mics or poetry readings that are themed, you know, with an open mic, at, you know, with a feature and an and open mic, but they're themed. You know, uh, last year we had one about going to the movies, you know, and I did a poem about how every neighborhood used to have two or three movie theaters that on Saturday you didn't have to work. You knew where your kids were because your kids had paid 25 cents and they had seen a Western, a sci-fi movie, a bunch of cartoons. You know, they had a quarter to buy, you know, a, a Canada Mint, you know, and they were in, in the movie singing, would you like to sing on the star? And Gary Moonbeams were following the bouncing ball on the screen, saying you could be swinging <laughs> up. Yeah, you know, they, you know. So that's a part of culture. The, the, the day I walked down Tremont Avenue 
in the Bronx on a hot Sunday afternoon, and there was a sign outside the movie theater. This was 1962, I believe. Don't quote me. But it was at a time where every place you went into wasn't air-conditioned. So the ones that were would have a placard sign that stood outside the, of, of the establishment. Come on in. It's cool inside. So I went in, and I saw Ocean's Eleven with the, with the Rat Pack and Sammy Davis Jr. on the first run. And, then, you know, I saw the blob and wouldn't eat peanut butter and jelly for a solid month, and that was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. was my first crush. I saw yeah. him singing on TV. I saw him singing um, both jangles. Oh, and man. I fell in love with him so deeply. Oh, my gosh. Give me old Brenner. Yeah, I, I got to ask you this question because you mentioned that um, Bojangles song. Didn't I do the poem for you about the man I knew who knew Bojangles? Yes, you did. And it made okay. me cry. My daddy used to sing me that song when I was little. He knew I loved okay. it. I just wanted to make sure because it, yeah. it's it's... It's a thought. It, I was amazed at the old man telling me, oh, yeah, Bojangles, he was all right, but we had to get better dancers in the neighborhood. <laughs> but if you call in next week, I want to hear it again. You do? <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay. okay. Have I taken up enough of your time or filled up enough time? You, are you going to read a second one? I can. Um, this is hot off the press, even though I, I according to this, I started Nice, but I changed it. And this is where art imitates life because this is an actual occurrence that did happen. But I, I created a piece to make it more universally what was happening. It's called One Day, 1963. Beset now by an acrid acidity in its throat, perspiration bringing forth a cool pastiness. Blonde wisps fall freely against the brow, even drier, cooler, despite the southern sun. Against its radiant sparkle, his eyes icy blue as open waters inlet against the polar snow, whiteness. Drained of temper, devoid of pulse, its frost to rain, quell, out, rain, quell the outrage, demand aid of the class below every sword and death. I'm sorry. The demands made of this class below every sort endowed only with the creator's provisions in which to dwell among lowly creatures over whom white is lord, but who threaten now with impertinence, impudence. The scope is trained upon a beast rearing to rampage, to go which should not, to take a thing not his, to demand the impossible, to reorder God's plan to become what he is not, nor can ever be. Spurred on by the spurious and misguided, those who once savaged our land and the disarray, who lived in squalor and degradation with his life, demanding a vision of that which shall not be. Through the scope's crosshairs lie precisely where the end of it, it must end. An inhale of hot southern country went, Exhale, slowly, release, squeeze. A woolly cap, a woolly cap skull explodes 
like a watermelon. Crimson splatters over the front yard, his white shirt. Bold interloper reduced, scribbling, crinkling into dust. In his fist, still grasping a handwritten sign. Boat. And bone. Wow. Wow. I don't even know what to say, but wow. <laughs> That's just uh, inspired by the scene of Medgar ever being gunned down in his driveway in front of his wife and children. That I'm sorry, I didn't know that. Gut punch. That was incredible. Well, you shouldn't have hid from me the other week. You, you got you got me all backed up here. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't hiding. I was probably climbing the top of a mountain. Well, you weren't here when I got here. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you're having a chance to have a vacation because now you know that that gives you more fortitude for the rest of what we have to do. Let's do it. Let's do it. Christopher, did you want to comment because I talk so much? It is very you much your show, coffee? and I'm kind of enjoying. Um, I'm I'm breathing right now, so I'll, I'm I'm gonna take that. But I don't know. Um, Doug, there, there's just this wonderful, melodious kind of flow to the way that you're reading, and it, it just, it really is just kind of Brings music it to my life. ears. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to, I, I can't help it. I, I am such a mental health nerd. Um, the piece that you read before, that's amazing stuff, and that's something that really does deserve to be shared. If we're ever going to overcome ignorance as a society around mental health issues, around cultural issues, we need to help bring these things into light and to do so without there being shame or judgment attached to it. These things are real. These things these things carry on. They they impact our kids, they impact our world, our neighbors. So thank you very much for, for sharing that. Because because that was so so effective a piece for us tonight. Unless you have someone ready to go, may I do this? I just uh, that was the beginning of it, and if I skip most of it, may I read to you the end of it? I would absolutely love that. Okay, here goes. What happens to black men when they admit to depression? or anxiety. I'll tell you what happens. People move away from you like you have the plague. A black man is relegated to a special kind of hell, the hell of isolation. Being a man is sucking it up, getting over it. You're supposed to be a pillar of strength that everyone leans on. What happens to a black man when he tries to admit that the world is a hostile place and he's scared and he's tired and disillusion. Where does he go? Where is his hiding place? We are raised not to reveal too much of ourselves, especially to the white man, since the black man feels that he is part of the problem. 
how does he go? How does he go to the white man for help? I knew that anxiety had always been a part of my life. I was sad about being anxious and anxious about being sad. A friend of mine rescued me just in time. I went impatient for a month. A doctor prescribed medication. I also have a therapist, a brother, someone who understood what I've been going through. A part of the therapy was group. <laughs> I told this man he's out of his mind if he thought I was going to sit in a group and tell a bunch of strangers what I was going through. He didn't say a word. Just nodded. And he said quietly, there are black men dying every day, committing suicide because they have been so crushed by the world. He told me to tell my story, save my life, and possibly someone else's. He said, Jelani, your blues ain't like their blues, but it was all the same, still blues. And peace. Wow. You should uh, find out if it's okay for you to record that. The coolest thing about it is I got to sing on stage. <laughs> I ain't no singer, but I got to sing that time. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. We were very, you can tell I was very proud of that thing. I was very happy with it. And just because the producers or the, or the playwright haven't chosen yet or where or when to redo this again, I'm not willing to really just let it go. I probably will just record it That's, myself. Yeah. At least I had. That makes uh, sense. It is, it is a sad truth, but yeah, there's there's the difficulty around mental health with just being a man, and then there's the the weird danger within cultures themselves of, yeah, don't raise your hand about this being an issue. Don't display weakness. Don't let anybody know that there's vulnerabilities out there because shit. Been exploited. Back another place mm-hmm. of vulnerability to do that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Dad. There's a lot to be Tell said. Well, so my name is Doug Curry. Funny thing. So my Facebook account got hacked, and that was my Doug hmm. Curry account. I've been known as Doug Curry since I was about 14 years old. So when I had to do a new Facebook account, it went back to Douglas Curry. And I figured, well, I'm at an age where I can just kind of not have to have, you know, a young person shortened nickname. So it's Douglas Curry. <laughs> Um, by accident, but it, it happens, right? So Douglas Curry on Facebook, and uh, my writing will appear on uh, allpoetry.com under the name of Manchild, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D 99, Manchild 99 on, uh, Facebook, on, on All Poetry. And, of course, I am the host of Black and Blues, heard on Friday nights from 9 o'clock, to midnight Eastern time at WRUR.org and on Saturday night from 10 o'clock to 11 central time 
at WBCC.org. And uh, I welcome you to listen to my show and, of course, to contact me on Facebook. I'd love to to, uh, communicate with anyone who has poetry they want to read or want to exchange ideas or get together and collaborate. It's even better. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. I hope you get a chance to call in next week. I'm going to do a big call for me. Oh, oh, yeah. You you reinforce that, huh? Don't let me forget that, will you? I'll I'll be here and we will do that phone. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Take care. Thank you, honey. Thank you so much for calling in, though. All right. I enjoyed it. All right. Our next caller is going to be area code 501. 501, you are on the air. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hello. Mm-hmm. Hey. This is Jay, uh, right? This, uh, oh, yeah. At least for today. Hey. Mm-hmm. How you doing, Lila? You been taking care of yourself? I thought I had the wrong I... show at first. Why? <laughs> I called in and I heard everybody's voice except for yours. <laughs> <laughs> so that was another 646 poetry number I had in there. I went ahead and called that. They said, this is full for the night. I was like, mm, that might be the wrong number. At least I'm hoping so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on vacation. I'm sitting on the top of a mountain right now, so I have cell service to call in. You ain't got a lot of me now, Liz. It's okay. Whatever you're doing is fine. <laughs> I posted pictures. Look at my page. All right, all right. I, I am in the middle I'm of the right now. No, he's on, he's on the studio. I'm called in on the guest. He's in his own mountain. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. So what do you have for us tonight, dear? I um. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a piece that uh, I've been doing for the past couple of days. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna go into it. It's it's, it's a little bit of a uh, battle type of piece, you know. I, I know that's not a look I didn't gave you before, so yeah, I'll go ahead and give you that. All right. I live for the velvety rough texture of naked beats. I be performing phenomenal feats. I'm a maniac on loose-leaf APB, man at large in these clubhouse streets. I'm digging deeper than the armada of fleets into your seats, ceasing this desist to feel the agony of defeat. I'm shutting you down like Control-Alt-Delete. Shut your peep or wake asleep with your feet in some quick creep like Charlie Brown. You catching all this good grief. You're the reason for reef season and crimson-soaked seats. When his verbal limit squeeze squirts by George, it hurts. That verse just rented your hearse from Hertz, courtesy of this S-H-O-P Merck, like the boys, make your melon burst. Boy, I don't know what the worst is, so I try to compare them. My vices versus my verses. Sometimes I say heaven and Murgatroyd in my curses, and when I come back, I come back rich after a deficit, and I celebrate by ripping the mic down the middle of a malcontent. Now it's two sides to this beast. And that's a flat line about some dead meat. Boy, I am a black ops. I do not exist. But it's hell to pay for get a whiff of vinegar and piss. Who got me in here with this douche? Because this ring is the confines in which I control your vertical like Venetian blinds with acid rhymes. My spit shines like moonlit skylines. 
feel the ascension as I climb, line by line, hanging moms with hanging lines. How does a badger become a diva without a beaver? Nothing bothers me more than naggers. Mad at me for being the Willie Sutton, the E.F. Hutton, J.J. got rocks first down and you frontin'. Because the ball ain't what you wantin'. This the last venue you stump in as I smack the taste of phlegm, knocking out the poison pills drawn by your poison quill. If he dies, he dies, but I tried to save him. Riding on my reverb, my rims carving curves, because it's mayday, mayday when it comes to the verbal gunplay. Because the verbal gunplay caused blood spray like it's drizzling. I'm handing out purple hearts for busted missions. Under the sun, grandson scope don't glisten, but it pops like pistons with laser guided position, shelling your position with negative intentions. A woo guy. Brace for a collision. Poem. Oh, man, that was awesome. <laughs> that, that is definitely a battle poem. Like, I just have this, this nonstop feeling of, man, like, I better have all my shit in order, otherwise I'm just going to be stripped down. Like, that was great stuff. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> I've been trying to get back to my back, uh, my uh, rap uh, origins. And this is one of the poems that's pointing point me in the right direction, so I've been messing around with it a little bit. Nice, nice. <coughs> Nyla, do you have any thoughts to share? Uh-oh. Did I lose my co-host? I think she might have fallen off that mountain. I'm here. Mm. I'm here. <laughs> she yodeling all the way. <laughs> Uh, I really am. I really am. Listen to this. Listen. Okay. Wait. Listen. Hang on. I'm going to start up. Out. So you know that I'm telling the truth. Can you hear my track? What is it doing? Is that the windshield wiper? It's the motor. <laughs> I'm literally sitting in my truck. called in the guest line talking to you from the middle of Wyoming. I thought you was about to give a big old yodel and then we was going to hear it come back to you. And I'd be like, ooh, that's group positive right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't yodel. That's about digging in deep. You got, you got, you got to do that they for say, the diaphragm. Doggy, doggy, doggy. <laughs> or one of those to do it. <laughs> oh, that was awesome, sweetheart. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Are you going to read two? Oh. I'm going to read the second one. All right. With the weight of the world on my head, my tears form a mighty river of renewal and rejuvenation. As these poems flow down this river of hope, dreams, levees, and leans, even in tumultuous streams, water will froth into cream. As I hold my head high so that the water falls in cascades, to feed the young blades of grass. You see, this is full body needing, full body feeding from one who is blind. But yet my eyes weep in the melodies of rhythm. As the sound of sight, melodies make light in my mind's eye. As my heart sways like a willow in the winds of change and upheaval, as mountains push their peaks into the thoughts of solidarity. In my mind's eye, I see you and I at the precipice 
at the nexus of bliss and ecstasy. It's not just a dream. It's you next to me. Warm are my eyes in your beauty as we gracefully dance in the sun of our love, lingering in love. Like two marionettes who were chopped from the same block, those lost puzzle pieces of completion that was thought not possible when I found you. Oh, no. I think he just disappeared from my board. Did we lose him? Yep. Completely disappeared. Uh-oh. All right. Didn't even well, watch for him to call back up. in. If he calls back, he calls back in and we start over, but go ahead and bring on the next caller. But watch for him to call back in. All right, then. Not to, not to just do what I tell you to do, but, you know, suggestions. All right. I will bring on our next caller then. I see area code 815. 815, you are on the air. 815, are you there? Oh, happy Thursday. It's Tina Storm. Hey, Seth. Hey there, Tina. Hi, Nella. Hey, y'all. I'm doing wonderful. How are you, love? I'm good, I'm good. Um, I survived the travel nightmare that started last weekend. Uh, my mom, two aunts, a cousin, and an uncle traveled from here going to a wedding of a cousin in Alabama and visiting more family in Mississippi. We ended up also in Atlanta and Houston, stuck in the car for two and a half hours in the parking lot in Jackson with no power as well as turbulence and delays in Chicago, and we sat on the runway in Houston for two hours, and there was a mix-up with luggage, and my cousin who was flying back to Phoenix ended up having her bag show up in Dallas, and she just got it back today. So other than that, I'm great. <laughs> Sounds like wow. home all on its own. I love flying in the United States. <laughs> That's why I don't fly. My God. And it'll be a while before I do it again. Don't think anybody can blame you there. Oh, my God, it was horrific. And then I get back to Chicago, and there's some haze over the city and the suburbs, and it's hard to breathe, and it's giving people rashes and headaches, and I don't know what else. They claim there's some kind of wildfires that took place in Canada that blew down here. Okay. (laughs) You don't sound convinced. If you whatever, right? So is that what your free verse is going to be about tonight? Oh, uh, you know, I don't even know what I want to spit about. It was really like I, I went through so much that all I want to do is pat myself on the back for surviving it. <laughs> I think you're uh, kudos, kudos to you. Kudos to you. I appreciate that. You know what? And I was so looking forward to it. I love love and all things marriage. I have actually not been to a wedding in my family in almost five years. There have been baby showers. There have been uh, gender reveals, graduations, but no weddings. So I was really looking forward to this. And um, 
if I had one word to describe that event, uh, it would be ghetto. So I was thoroughly disappointed. Oh, I'm going to begin with this. The the bride had on her flowers. Are there power tools running in the background? No, that's that's me out on the road. Oh my God, Nala, are you okay? <laughs> I, I'm on vacation, and 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 as you should be. So I, I'm going to say less. Um, I want to do two pieces. I'm hoping that Jay gets back in. You know, that's my partner in rhyme. Uh, we have our show tomorrow night at Epiphany on Blog Talk. I mean, not no, what's today? Thursday on Saturday night, and we have a we have a feature. So I'm looking forward to that as well as what we do on Clubhouse every weekend. I'm just going to go into my first piece, and I titled it, I Am Positivity Personified. This is me looking on the bright side. (laughs) I'm positivity personified. Life isn't always Mm -hmm. kind, gentle, or fair. I'm very proud of my past, my hurts, my scars, my pains, and how I share. See, I'm Gina Storm, and I'm due to the things that I've endured, overcome, and learned from. I'm not passive, introverted, or shy. I'm a myasthenia gravis snowflake, rheumatoid arthritis warrior, chronic migraine fighter, asthmatic and deep breather, a carpal tunnel, light lifter, and a lupus butterfly. So I don't always win, but I always try. I am my number one fan and cheerleader. I'm always encouraging me. I do yoga and I eat healthily. I take bubble baths, I smile, and I laugh. I daily pray. Spend time with my biological and spiritual families. Those who do poetry with me mean the world to me. I'm positively positivity personified, and it is a wild ride. I put no limits on myself, you see. I totally believe in me. I believe that there is nothing that I can't do. I scream, yes, you can, to myself. And so if I can, you can too. In peace. That was amazing <laughs> and very, very fitting the sounds of things. I mean, kind of have to be positivity personified just to get through that kind of a bit of a nightmare of a trip. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, I'm gonna... I didn't. We didn't anticipate that when we left. We booked this. We booked our initial flight in April. And we had everything mm-hmm. lined up and paid for. I didn't expect the wedding to be as – it was very casual. You understand what I'm saying? Like, there were shorts and tennis shoes and T-shirts and ball caps worn at a wedding, and I'd never seen that in my life. So I wasn't accustomed to that level of casual attire, um, nor the, the um, explicit rap lyrics and trap music that was played by the DJ in, in a room full of elderly people, and small children. So, yeah, I would not play Luke at an event in which my 85-year-old aunt was attending, nor my cousin's preschool-age children. So, you know, different strokes. <laughs> not exactly what I would have expected. Mm-mm, but mm-mm. I, What's a lot? I guess... Uh, you do you type of thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like I said, they're, they're from a different generation. You know, I'm not a 20-something any longer, and that that was beyond my comprehension. 
You know, like my family's looking at me like, so, so is this what we doing now? I don't know what we doing, but I would not be doing this. <laughs> Uh, oh my God! It looks like we might have lost Nyla. I think she might have rolled down the bottom of that mountain. Oh God, no! But <laughs> okay, so we lost Jay. Now we lost Nyla. Is there anyone left? Uh, I do see. Outside of yourself, we have one final caller with their hand up, and then we're going to be hitting archive time. So I'll probably end up just letting the show run its course at that time. I feel you. Well, I don't need to do two pieces. Um, I'm just happy to be here. I didn't know I would make it. When when Jay told me that he was at Nyla's, I was like, oh, dear God, it is Thursday. But when when you've been on the trip from hell, you lose track of time and days. So I'm happy to have made it here. It is Friday Eve. Happy Thursday. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having me. And I'll be back next week. Awesome. Thank you so much for calling in, Gina. Um, Are you going to let people know how they can find you and share some love your way? Absolutely. I am Gina with an E, storm-like inclement weather, but I'm sunshine on a rainy day. You can catch me tomorrow afternoon at 1 Central, 2 Eastern on Clubhouse, Small House of Poetry in the kitchen where we serve a round after round of poetry, which we call meals and appetizers. So if you'd like to do speed round type poetry with no intros, no names, and all we need you to do is land your piece with the closing so that the poet after you knows it goes that they're going next. It's just a cypher show. We do that every Saturday afternoon at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow evening. You can catch us at Epiphany. It's a call-in radio show on Blog Talk. Phone number is 319-527-6300. It's the Just Jay and Gina show. Call in. Our feature and interviewee is Gwen C. She's a slam poet and a personal friend of mine. That's Saturday night on Sunday evening at 6 Central, 7 Eastern. Catch us on clubhouse and we'll be at the small house of poetry the shop presents the living room where we break down poems and get to know the poet we want to know what your motivation was what your inspiration was what your cultural piece and why you did so in the living room come have a seat on the comfy couch and get comfortable with us in the small house of poetry and then catch us at 7 a.m central 8 a.m eastern at the a.m drive it's a call in radio show type atmosphere on clubhouse the small house of poetry you can log in come in share with us we have featured questions of the day we have what the hell's in your cup and what is the weather like where you are black facts and more come in enjoy laugh talk and we do many speed rounds three poets at a time so if you're available this weekend saturday sunday or monday that's what you can catch in the storm other than that find me on all platforms of social media. Like I said, dinner with Denise, storm like inclement weather, sunshine on a rainy day, and I'm here always in the Speakeasy Cafe on Thursdays. Oh, man. Thank you so much, Gina. Everybody, I'm my own hype person, I told you. <laughs> Everybody, please be sure. Share some love. Support your fellow poets. Share some of your own works. This is absolutely the time and place just to kind of get that feedback. Share your works, share your thoughts, share 
everything. Thank you once again, Miss Tina Stone. I'm going to put you back on hold. And I am going to look on our final caller for the evening, and that's going to be area code 807. 807, you are on the air. Christopher, I just want you to know I never share everything on the first date, <laughs> the first time, the first poem, however you want to put it. I never share any, I never share everything on the first poem. You got to work for it. <laughs> I would think after all this time that I have more than earned my share. I was thinking that's Robert. fair enough. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, uh, I have a poem here. Uh, I, I chose this one because I know you like how I go in all these trippy directions and, mm-hmm. you know, these, these things that like, <clears throat> I, I would say that hardly anybody else thinks of. Uh, I, I heard this one really trancy, like not techno, uh, electronic, I guess you could say track called Lithium. And I thought to myself, I want to write something inspired by the the feel of that music. But also, I read up on lithium itself, the element, and its uh, properties. And I wanted to uh, incorporate those properties that it has into the poem somehow. Uh, I'm going to have to look it up again, the the, the element, because I, I have to refresh my memory of how I integrated that into the poem. But anyways, uh, this is the product. So, uh, lithium. I stand before you, a soul not naturally born, but made of artifice and effort. The sheen of my effort shines like silver, my soul temperamental like fire and desire. I house myself in edifice of meditative repose, lest my willful temperament erupt into flaming response to the world around me. My strength is weakness, for my willful nature leads to action, but overreaction this easily comes to the fore. I could lay my sword down after supreme effort or swing it close to your way. It depends, essentially, on the vagaries of the day. I am aware of my own nature, but I seek to temper it, to balance it always, Some days are more of a challenge than others as the simmering chaos of the world comes to a boil and my repose threatens to be despoiled. But I struggle to maintain my repose always lest the sword of effort strike the earth of my own foundations, having destroyed it as it hews through the soul's clay. And that is lithium. And as I read it, I I think I remember lithium being kind of like a middle of the ground sort of elements that kind of like, you know, the reactivity of it could go one way or the other, depending on uh, how thing, how you do things. So it is all kinds of interesting. Yeah. You could uh, have all kinds of explosive fun with it. And it's also used as a psychiatric treatment. So yeah. Uh, go figure. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That's no, my uh, trip down stuff. lithium lane. <laughs> There's a poem for you. Uh, my trip down lithium lane. <laughs> you could you could write that from like uh, what you've seen how it how it works as a treatment. You could you could do like a, something like yeah a, 
a trip down lithium lane. <laughs> that actually would probably be a great writing prompt for you. Everyone uh, in mental health. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. All right, Mr. Robbie. My two cents. Uh, oh. I can be found uh, at uh, Robbie's Multimedia Poetry on Facebook. And uh, I can, and when you go there, you'll see all the links of where I'm at. So you'll see all my links to my photography and and uh, everything else. And uh, yeah, that's where I can be found. And I just remember one time as a joke in the chat in a chat room at I can't remember which blog talk show. I uh, I just as a joke said uh, I'm all, I can also be found at poetsgonewild.com. And the guy thought I was serious and he. He announced oh, one of my links on the yeah. air, and he says, oh, and Rob can be found at poetswell.com. And I'm like, in the chat, I'm like, no, no, I'm not serious. I wasn't serious. Please don't go there. What did you do? I you don't just want your computer to completely crash. Exactly. <laughs> I, was just, I was thinking the same thing. I don't want anybody's computer to get a virus because of what I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you very much for calling in for for sharing after a busy day at work. Yeah, it was a busy day. Our power went out, and I had to help them catch up. So yeah, it was nice to unwind with some poetry. <laughs> nice. All right then. Thank All right. you very much for everything. It's the show, Robbie. You bet. All right, everybody. I have been your special guest host while Nyla has been away on her vacation. My name is Christopher Ryan. Nyla will be returning for next week's show, so be sure to give her some love. Um, Share your complaints about how she ran away for way too long. And, yeah, thank you guys very much. Be sure to write down, share your thoughts, bring us the next bit of poetry that crosses your page. All right. I'm going to close this out with <laughs> with one of my favorite recordings by Talam AC. It is an untitled poem, but I always like to think of it as your dick is here you go, guys. See you next week. Um, I want to thank you all in advance for listening to me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Um, how y'all doing? Y'all all right? How you gonna let her pack up the best parts of your life in a Samsonite and just step? I don't understand how you could undervalue love to the point that you would allow sex to snap the neck off your future, supersede the best decision you ever made. How do you allow the woman who has the potential to be your wife to take a back seat to some chick you just met last night simply because she shook her ass right? When you know you got a woman who loves you to the point that she would allow you to meet her mother for the first time wearing a three-piece suit with no shirt on (laughs) and a wave cap. Now, if that's not love, then I don't know what the fuck is. And it seems like I remember you telling me that whenever you look into her eyes, all you see is marriage and kids. But, yo, I figured out your problem. Dick. Dude. Your dick is retarded. (laughs) It should not 
be giving advice. It's just a piece of meat with no eyes or how the hell you're going to let it guide your life. And I definitely remember one night less than 12 months ago when you told me and I quote, the most beautiful thing about my woman is that the things that I find most beautiful about my woman will only get even better the longer we stay together. How about the first time my woman ever walked past me in the room, I knew my life was headed in the wrong direction. But now, all of a sudden, you're willing to let 12 months worth of honest introspection take a backseat to one misguided erection. Jealous of every cute couple in every poetry club, and yet you fail to see the connection. And until you learn this lesson, where you are right now is where you will always be. See, love is the message, and I suggest that you cherish every vestige of your blessed relationship. Vested in the blatant gift of God called a soulmate. At the rate that you chase in the next piece of air, she's going to find that your best days have passed. And the only thing that you have to show for it. It's nothing. Loneliness. Nobody to share your memories with. I suggest you get a grip player. Slide down off that bar stool if you have to and say a prayer. Make a mad dash to the bathroom stall and call upon your preferred savior. I know you think I'm oversimplifying your problem, but the fact of the matter is, until you change your behavior, you will always get what you have always got. So fuck some complex psychoanalysis of your family's hereditary cheating problem. The solution is still simple. When you feel yourself about to cheat, stop. Want to take a woman home for drinks after the show? Stop. Ex-girlfriend want to get together and discuss old times? Stop. (laughs) And I know some of y'all thinking I'm full with some old self-righteous bullshit, but I didn't write this to talk about nobody else. See, the problems I'm discussing in this poem are my own, and I wrote it to make sure that I scrape away the ugliness within myself.